Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your 2023 Royal Rumble recap. AEW Dynamite has four, count them, four good matches. We're going to talk about NXT Vengeance, and it's the beginning of Black History Month. That and a whole bunch more tonight. Oh, we got some special stuff in, special stuff in store for you on the Band from Ringside podcast. Why do I have the feeling that this is going to be the longest month in the the reign of BFR history? The longest Black History Month. (laughs) Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. D. Jenner, Malcolm X. (laughs) I'll take it. Man, no. <laughs> and sitting directly across from me, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? <laughs> Pay me no mind as I am crying like a little kid, getting his cookie taken away before dinner. And on that lovely note, allow us to bow our heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside podcast. Volume 293, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good spark says, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. If that's an indication of the next four weeks, it's going to be on, and I'm going to be giggling my narrow ass off. Um, oh, Bison and I texted back. <laughs> Quite a few. Quite a few. Oh, and it's all respect. Shit. It's all respect. I don't want to. Oh, I'm, not trying, no. I'm not trying to disparage. Uh, Malcolm X in any way. It's just, you know, you guys know, if you're, if you're a loyal listener, you know how the AKA is. <laughs> you ain't got to apologize for that shit. You it's people, JCB you approved, okay? I said it's cool. And if you got a problem with me, come find me, bitch. You people understand what it's like. <laughs> no, uh, I got you. All right, Jason, go ahead and do your thing. No, I'm done, man. I'm done. Okay, <laughs> and out there in Portland, Oregon, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beers? BFR West is in the house. Well, you know, it's hard when Jason's our barometer for black culture. So, uh, anyway, uh, we're having a good time. Uh, looking forward to this. This is something I put forward. Uh, you know, each each week in during February, we're going to talk about our favorite black wrestlers, current or retired. And uh, just thought it would be a nice little highlight. Uh, you know, as a forward-thinking, progressive, Portland-dwelling white male, uh, okay. This is the kind of things that I think about on the reg. Okay, yeah, so. now see, you, you didn't have to embarrass my black ass on this shit. You know, saying that you came up with the idea, you could at least throw a nigga a bone and be like, "Yeah, this is JCB's idea." No, 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 you ain't. Nah, this is me. He lives in. He Jason lives in Portland. Strong arm me. <laughs> no, don't. We're not going to do the giggle twins thing. You don't have a microphone. If you want a microphone, you can have a microphone. Oh shit. <laughs> Dude rips. Dude takes a rip from a bowl, and then all of a sudden he's making jokes already. Okay, God bless her. Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm good. I'm just gonna okay. rip. Okay, oh, all right. Shit. So we are coming at you from Jason and me. And oh, fuck. 
Bow are coming at you from Windy, St. Charles, Missouri. It's uh, nicer out tonight than it. Thankfully, the thankfully the weather uh, let up a little bit for us. We got a ton of stuff to talk about, and I I've been uh I've been feeling something in my in my <laughs> in my gut a tingle for the since the Royal Rumble ended. Um, uh, and I I might have a rant coming, but uh you know so uh it's it's nice out, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So without further ado, let's get to our three count. One. All right, JCB, kick us off. Uh, obviously, the one count is the Royal Rumble, Rumble emanating from San Antonio, Texas. Um, I was trying to think about what I wanted, to, how I wanted to at least open this, and I figured it was the best way I could come up with it. It was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I'm not sure where I want to start with it. I usually start with the, the bad stuff, so let's start with the bad stuff first. To me, there was two matches that really stood out as just particularly bad in no particular order. I'm not saying one was worse than the other, but these are the two that were just, it felt like it, it drugged the pay-per-view, I'm sorry, the premium live event out. Um, the Mountain Dew pitch black match uh, for a lot of the the build, the, the goodwill, if you will, of LA Knight trying to make this something to watch make this something to be presented as i guess somewhat i guess not even realistic but just a spectacle is what it was the lights went out the neon came on i get all that you know mountain dew got their money's worth but if you're me and i'll speak for me on this one this was not worth watching this should have been the shower match if i was going to take a shower but i was watching it late at night uh after work so there was no shower to be taken this was bray being bray again they booked him super strong he came off super strong it now makes me wonder at least in ring what happens next because if this is the indication of what of what is to come this is going to be an interesting booking for Bray Wyatt for LA Knight I kind of feel bad for him just because like I said I thought he did a lot of the not a lot of the heavy lifting but you saw a lot of him on social media uh hyping this match up and basically he ended up being like a lot of others that faced the fiend in this scenario um basically squashed out we'll see what happens um Bill always says that you can reheat somebody. We're get, I guess we're getting ready to find that out, and we're going to put that to the test on multiple occasions, uh, L.A. Knight being one. The second one, um, and you guys can speak on both after this, the second match that I thought was pretty much necess not necessarily very good, not necessarily very bad, but just somewhere in the gray leaning towards bad was the women's uh, title match between Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. I had no... Um, no Eve, no thought, no inclination. Bianca should go over. Okay. There's just no two ways around it. It's not about the title when it comes to Alexa Bliss. It's about Bray Wyatt. Now I'm not saying that the two are connected. These this is the reason why I didn't like either war. It just so happens that Bray is the the connecting uh post between the two matches I didn't like. We've seen this match before. There's nothing that they didn't show on Raw that we hadn't seen. It was, 
I guess they, they made Alexa look strong and Bianca pulls it out in the end. It shouldn't even be that close, okay? We've seen this before. Bianca has taken out some of the strongest of the strong. She threw Piper Niven around on multiple occasions, and now all of a sudden she's having a problem with Alexa Bliss. I said it last week. The only way I would even accept this to be even close is if somehow, some way, there was some fuckery involved where you brought out Uncle Howie. But obviously, by that point, he had destroyed himself in a flamery. Oh, Jesus Christ, a flaming dive off the top. You guys can put your Shane McMahon joke here in sentence. Um, that match shouldn't even been that close. The fact that they even did it again, and then that's how they end up finishing the match. It was a lackluster way to finish a fairly lackluster uh, feud, in my opinion. So, yeah, those are the two matches I would consider the ugly. Did not expect us to start with this, but, uh, Zach, your thoughts on those on the two Uncle Howdy matches? Yeah, I think if you're going to pick between those two, which one's the shower match, it just depends on whether or not you're going to jerk off in the shower. <laughs> Otherwise, they're pretty tied. He's back! He's heating up! But, uh... Yeah, uh, you know, I think the best part about the Pitch Black match was, was the Pitch Black Mountain Dew that I purchased from 7-Eleven specifically for the match. Uh, so their the marketing worked because I went out and uh, found a couple bottles of Pitch Black. And uh, I just want to – I didn't have a chance to get on the pod last week because I was busy. So I loved Jason's ranking of Mountain Dew where he just said Mountain Dew. That was it. <laughs> but – uh, I would like to, to throw out that Mountain Dew is number one because it's the OG. Baja Blast is like a 1A. It is so good. Thumbs uh, up from Vice. I mean, dude, if I was like death row, like, and if, if they weren't going to allow me a beer, I'd probably pick Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Well, then uh, that's not my... 1A, then. That's 1. I mean, damn. I mean, that's like a strong <laughs> fucking, you know, compliment on that shit. You didn't even want Mountain Dew. You want Mountain Dew Baja Blast. I mean, okay, dude, so, so now we Baja, got... Baja Blast me to the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, if there's more than four, but, I mean, where do you got Code Red? Uh, Code Red is a strong number three. Chase is real the streets. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and then Lord. it's uh, then it's then so it's Tracy pitch McGrady black. Said, yeah, sure. pitch black it's number pitch four, black, and then it's live wire. Ooh, I don't even know that one. What's live wire? That that's orange. Oh, now there's one there's that's one that I haven't tried. Apparently, there's like a mango flavor that I haven't tried yet. I had the watermelon. I'm not a watermelon guy. I know it's black. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What you trying to say, motherfucker? Hey, 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 hey. You a watermelon guy this month, motherfucker. You, for 28 days, you going to be drinking some watermelon Mountain Dew up in this bitch. <laughs> I hope nobody from my job ever listens to this. You better hope not. Terrible joke. Terrible joke. But uh, the liquid is just not that good. Hey, anyway, what, what, uh, what did pitch black taste like, though? I heard it's purple. So it's purple, and uh, it's on the bottle. It says dark citrus, and really, that is like the best way I can describe it. It's almost, it's not quite grape because it's citrus, uh, but it's almost like if grape, it's almost like if like a black or like a dark grape had like a citrus like twang to it. It was pretty good. Like I, like I enjoyed I enjoyed it. It was the best part of the match. Okay, um, thank you. That, and, that, that was my next question. Which did you like more, the match or the drink? And the Bianca Belair the, the uh, Alexa Bliss match. <laughs> Yeah, it was just there. It was just a raw match. They could have had this on raw, and then you know we had the the whole like Bray shit afterwards. 
and or you know the Uncle Howdy, you know whatever. Um, I I feel bad for for Alexa that she's getting roped into this again because it's not it's not good. Uh, it being a raw match, you took the woods right out of my mouth. I have nothing to say about Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair. It was a raw match. Uh, the I hung out with Tender Mahal uh, with with that crew with uh, Jason and Ryan and one of their friends. Um, we were. The, the mood was pretty dour. The mood... The, no, 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 no. Different, uh, different white Jason. Jason. Uh, the mood was pretty... Had to work, man. mood was pretty dour no, no, he's cool. in the room at the time, but also uh, a pretty funny at the time because we did not... This match was... Do you remember that WrestleMania match that was Bray versus Randy Orton and it lasted like six minutes? This was worse than that. Uh, Ooh, this, was, this was not... You know... It, maybe it's just because it's, it's so fresh in my mind, but I, I have been. Keep, I, I decided to start keeping a notes app on my phone, thinking about. This is the Bayford. And I think we already have one for. We Uh-oh. already have the worst angle of the year. And Damn. I think that Bray Wyatt. Well, you know, I don't mean to toot our collective horns here toot, on, toot. The, on the BFR podcast. I'll but, do it. But all three of us were very skeptical. Uh, and maybe it's because we're from. Uh, well, Jason and I are from the Show Me State, and you know Zach claims that he was born here, but <laughs> he's Illinois as far as I'm concerned. But I mean, you know, he does have a lot of friends that are from the Show Me State. And you ain't shit, dude. This That's to, horrible. This to me was uh, really bad, and we were all. We, how, ma- how many? How many St. Louis Cardinals World Series rings your dad have, Bill? That's Uh-oh. a really good point. <laughs> My dad is Dale Maxville, so he's got a couple, actually. I don't know. He's got, uh, but, um, yeah, right. This was really bad, and I don't want to talk about it anymore, so let's keep going. Okay, so then let's flip to the good. I, I do think it's funny that Uncle Howdy completely missed L.A. Knight on that big jump. Like, just, com- completely missed him. Honestly, as soon as I saw... Howdy up there! I was just like, "Oh no! Oh Jesus Christ! What the fuck's getting ready to happen?" And then he and then he jumped, and you're like, "Oh shit! It's Darby Allen." <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking more like uh, Steve Blackman. No, what's what's the uh, Reggie? <laughs> no, I was thinking like Reggie. You know, he did like a little, you know, twist on the way down or whatever. I was like, "Shit!" There's only like a handful of be, people on. That would the- be such. You mean scripts? He's scripts on NXT now. Whatever. That would be such. A swerve if Uncle Howdy was Reggie. <laughs> I'm just saying for that episode right there. I would fucking love it. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be some so much better. shit. Be like, what the fuck Maybe is then that? everybody that was mad about Royal Rumble being predictable would be like, whoa, we never saw that coming. Yeah, you didn't. You, de- you definitely didn't see that one coming. Anyway. Um, let's flip to the good side. Um, there was obviously one, to, for me, one really standout moment match whatever you want to call it that was the main event um shake your head all you want to man this shit is my my count you can jump in whenever you whenever i'm ready for you to jump in you don't know what i'm shaking my head about okay fair enough main event to me was the the good dare i say the great part about the whole night um obviously this is ko versus roman reigns for the undisputed universal title uh, excuse me roman reigns goes over i would consider this fairly clean in in the reigns of Roman Roman's world. Obviously, the match is not even the storyline. It everything post match is the the storyline, the angle, the bloodline finally implodes. Jay walks away. It was 
one of those and I didn't I didn't see what happened. I try to keep off of social media, especially on big events like this. So I want to get the my genuine reaction. And when when I can't speak, when I don't speak during parts, that to me says everything. And from the fact where they beat down KO, I was just like, okay, what the fuck? You know, that's the only time I was just like, what the fuck is this? Because I was like, all right, you just stomped his ass out. You threw his head up against the steps. Easy, not even easy win, but in this case for Roman, he didn't have to do a lot of fuckery. This was one of his quote-unquote fairly easy wins. The beatdown was kind of unexpected. I just didn't wasn't sure where they were going with Sammy's final test, but when he passed the chair to Sammy, that's when the shit got real. Now you have the fork in the road. Um, Sammy blasting Roman in the back. The first thing I thought of was Roman getting hit by Seth Rollins. He kind of did the same little, you know, yak in the back, perfect camera shot with Roman kind of like getting hit and like the realization that Sammy's turned on him. Everybody's going ape shit. Solo is just killing fucking Sammy. It was it wasn't the bloodbath that I wanted to see, but this was probably the next best thing. And with Jay walking away, it sets up so much drama. This is the one time I wish we recorded on like a Saturday so we could watch SmackDown and then talk about it because SmackDown is it's definitely what must see TV must this see. week. Uh, Zach, your takeaway from the main event. Main event was great. Uh, it was just, um, I don't know, like I, I tend to be hyperbolic in the wake of events like these, but I don't think that you know, looking at it objectively, I don't think that I'm being hyperbolic when I say that this is the climax of one of the greatest storylines in, in modern WWE history. I can't remember anything that's been as good since we've been doing the podcast. And uh, I know there might be some shit in the interim, but like this is the best shit that I've seen since I was a kid when I was in the Attitude Era. And I was so invested in the callback to the Shield, like Jason said and the nuclear heat that the crowd had, like the crowd pop whenever he hit Roman with that chair and just everything was so perfectly executed. And like Jason said, with the, with Jay Uso, like, you know, uh, Murray and us, we were texting. See, I, I, I didn't want to bring that up, but go ahead. You, you, let's just talk about it. Cause I mean, that, it makes excellent points. This storyline has been, I mean, Sami Zayn has been kind of, uh, the, the focal point, you know, Sami Zayn, the bloodline. But really, this story has been being told since, you know, we had the main event, Jey Uso. Like, Jay and Roman had their shit during the pandemic. And, you know, Jay headlined that pay-per-view. I can't remember which one, but it was a fast lane or, like, some shit. Like, who knows? They were all the same during the pandemic. But we had Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. And that was a fantastic storyline. I mean, we were into it, like, back then. And then Roman became larger than life and he became the head of the table. And, you know, all of this shit has just added to it. And uh, this is just a continuation of it. So, I mean, kudos to them for, for telling a long-term story. And it's, it's super, something that we're super invested in. And also, like, they're the hottest promotion in the world right now. It is not simply, um, you know, it is not simply that, but it is largely that. Uh, they're hotter than AEW. They're hotter than New Japan. Um, WWE is the fucking, I mean, AEW Dynamite is like kind of the must-see show for like 
wrestling and for like good matches, but like WWE, especially SmackDown, is the kind of like must see shit. They're the hottest promotion in the fucking world, and it's deservedly so. They're doing fucking great shit right now. Uh, I'm anxious to see what happens next. He definitely just came away from a happy hour for sure. He just, I, I can't believe he said that shit. Well, you can't you can't say it enough how lucky we are to live in this era of wrestling and how lucky we are to be doing a podcast in this era of wrestling because I don't go to the bar on Friday nights anymore and neither does Jason and that's when we used to get all this shit out. So thank God we have a fucking podcast so I can talk about this shit. I'm sure we could talk about it twice. Well, yeah, and Bo lives right by me now, so I mean, but like the the truth of the, the truth of the matter is um, I don't think that this is uh, at the risk of being hyperbolic. And I'll, I'll have a larger point to say about this when we get to the Men's Royal Rumble because I've been thinking about this a lot today. But I'm just going to, like, at the risk of being hyperbolic, I think that this is the best story that's maybe ever been told in uh, WWE just because when you think back to great stories like Brett versus Owen or even, like, Stone Cold versus... McMahon, shit like that, the the Mega Powers Collide, stuff like that. Like, you're not talking about a weekly and sometimes twice a week appearances by these people, by these performers, to keep this story interesting, to keep everybody invested. Everybody knew that something big was going to happen here, especially by virtue of the fact that this match was going on last the thing that I didn't see coming, like Jason said, was Jay walking away. And Jay walking away, Jimmy's reaction and just being like, fuck it, now I have to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. You know, that and Solo, you know, of course, Solo's the enforcer. Roman's selling it. Paul Heyman's facial expressions. I, this, <laughs> like, this is, like, I, honestly, being th- being there... Probably would have been really cool, but you would probably miss a lot, a lot of stuff of it, yeah. that was happening in the ring. Yes. Because they were so mic'd up, and that's probably something they learned from the Thunderdome or something they learned from uh, the the pandemic era, especially when you think about that Jay versus Rowan match because Jimmy was out and he was hurt, and they had that Jay. I think they had like two pay-per-views in a row, if I don't uh, – I think one of them was – Hell in a Cell was one, and I can't think of what the other one was off the top of my head, but I, I do remember the Hell in a Cell match. That was the one that uh, – But they were totally – like they really took advantage of there being no crowd. You right. could listen to what they were saying and right. everything, and it was just a completely – I didn't feel cheated. I didn't feel like they I didn't feel like they took too long to get there. I didn't feel like they were rushing anything. I didn't feel like I felt like this was just a spectacular payoff. But not it wasn't really a payoff though because there's so much, so much more, more to go. go. But it really was the it, it was like the end of Godfather 1 and now we're going to get into Godfather 2 like like I said, at the risk of being hyperbolic, I know there's people out there being like, well, they should submit for Emmys. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah calm, down. Submit, <laughs> calm down. Everybody just calm down. It's, 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 it's so fucking it's good, professional wrestling. We ain't going to go there. I mean, damn. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I was, like I said, literally in silence for about 15 or 20 minutes. And for me, watching any kind of wrestling, if I'm in silence for 15 or 20 minutes, it's it needs to be epic or I'm just but like, what the, the fuck is the this? Beat, the beatdown was 
long enough and brutal enough, enough of yeah. Kevin Owens that it, you really you were just on the edge of your seat. Like, come on, dude. You, come on, Sammy. Come on. Like, I'm sitting there as the most jaded fucking wrestling fan. Well, maybe not the most jaded after, <laughs> after seeing what some people said this week. But, like, I'm sitting there as a jaded 43-year-old wrestling fan being like, come on, Sammy. You got to do something. Right. And they, they did it exactly right time. You guys both said the Shield callback was fucking brilliant. I want to know whose idea that was. Who said that's exactly what we're going to do? Because that was fucking just money. Yeah. I mean, complete money. And I'll have uh, more to say about it uh, when we get into it later. But fucking A, man. I mean, talking about. They brought a couple beefers with them. I mean, th- <laughs> I mean, this might win the beaver for best sto- best angle best storyline next mark year. out moment of the year i mean next there's... year too let's just let's just not forget about it because we to- we just had, just a couple weeks ago we talked about how we forget about early year stuff yeah and that was i don't know if you're forgetting about this well uh, okay so uh any, anything else you, or should we get over i mean we have a lot to talk about still like a lot to talk about well i mean the the entree is up to both royal rumbles i would consider as the bad for a couple of different reasons we can start with the men's royal rumble first because that obviously opened the show um i guess my problem with the the royal, both royal rumbles in general is that i just have just simple principles when it comes to royal rumbles I like to see some surprise entrance. I don't need a lot. It doesn't have to be half the field. But, you know, every now and then, you know, every fifth or sixth entrance, you know, throw me somebody that I ain't seen in a little bit. It's simple. I don't need huge surprises. Every now and then, throw me a bone. Another general principle when it comes to Royal Rumbles is I like to see people get over. People that I don't see get a chance to get over this is an opportunity to start to make new stars you have a chance to you know do different storylines and obviously there are storylines that came out of this that you didn't see coming others that you did see coming but there's chances to make new stars in both royal rumbles and i'll just focus on the men's first I thought you did good with Gunther, obviously, because he started the match. He ended the match. He was not necessarily somebody that needed a push, but this kind of reinforces what you think is going to go moving forward with Gunther. You see main event potential with him. You can see him being a champion somewhere down the line whenever Roman Reigns costs it up. This was Triple H reinforcing said stamp. Um, From there, you just – I don't really see – Sheamus was good. Drew was good. But then you went through like a guy, bunch of guys like Miz, Kofi, Johnny Gargano, guys that, you know, were just throwing, you know, we're basically emptying the roster out. Uh, Brock comes in at 12. Now you got shit going. Lashley comes out at 13. Okay, now we're talking. But this was something that was already being, the building blocks for this have already been set up for this. The execution of it, fine. Lashley gets a little redemption. I'm okay with that. Brock goes ape shit. Apparently, he was throwing shit in the ring that, you know, nobody knew he was going to do. But that Brock does what Brock does. It is what it is. Corbin at 14 getting eliminated right away just reinforces what I always thought about Baron Corbin. Seth at 15 is interesting. We'll talk about that in a second. Diamond 18 
this is another spot where I'm just like, okay, let's see what Dom does. And he was the perfect chicken shit heel throughout. And somehow, some way, he just kept weaseling his way throughout the match. Somebody that was, I thought, was already on the upswing. This just gave him more of promise. I'm not saying he's going to be the champion at any point, but something to look at. Booker at 21 is probably the, I guess, surprise entrant, and it shouldn't be that big of a surprise. Montez at 23 is somebody that I was looking forward to. He didn't last very long. Edge at 24, he's coming out to clear out Judgment Day. From there, it's it's nobody else. Ricochet at 28, Logan Paul at 29. They have the spot of the night. And then Cody at 30. I thought he would come in a little earlier than that and have some uh, have a longer time in the match itself. But his, his time in the match was memorable. Obviously, having to take out Gunther at the end was, you know, the, 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 the Mount Atlas, the Mount Olympus, I guess, better choice of words for him to climb that night. This wasn't anything that was that special. There was good moments. There was good spots. You, you, but for me, it's aside of Cody winning, we all kind of knew that we were that was going to happen. We all kind of agreed was that was going to happen. There was nothing in this Royal Rumble that made me like, okay, yeah, this was a really good Royal Rumble. It just kind of was what it was. You had thirty guys, you rolled them out. You had a couple of storylines that. The Logan Paul, Seth Rollins storyline, let me throw that in there. Didn't see that one coming, but you can kind of see that might be the WrestleMania match that could steal the show, whichever night it is, at least spot fest-wise. But to me, this was a mid-Royal Rumble at best. Zach, what do you think? I was a little bit more bullish on it. Um, big surprise. <laughs> but, no, uh, just kind of remember like everything. There. You like everything. Yeah, <laughs> just right. kind of ribbing myself. There. But uh, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, so, uh, A, I really liked how they set up multiple WrestleMania matches, which is not something that WWE is particularly um, always great at. But there was uh, – Jason went through a lot of them. Uh, we had uh, the Seth and Logan set up. We had the uh, Dom and Ray set up, which would have been better, but Ray was injured on Friday, uh, so we just had him come out with like the mask. Um, so, but there was still like the setup there. Yeah, that was pretty uh, good. No, I, I, for yeah. for, for an cre- audible, that was, that was creative. Yeah, for an audible, I, I liked it. Yeah, so it would have been would have been better, but it was still still okay. And then um, uh, what else do we have? We had the uh, Gunther Brock face off, which. I hope comes fruition mm-hmm. with something, but because I mean the crowd was hot for it, I was hot for it. Um, we had w- the more likely scenario of the fact that Drew and Sheamus were in there together for a long time with Gunther, and they pretty much wrestled the whole match, and Gunther eliminated both of them. So it looks like maybe a triple threat to the IC title at, at WrestleMania, um, which I mean sign me up. And um, we also had. Um, oh, who else was it? Uh, Bobby Lashley uh, and Lesnar. So, you know, everything like told like a nice little story. I like that. I also love the spot with Logan Paul and Ricochet. Objectively, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, they're looking at each other from across the ring. Doesn't make a lot of sense kayfabe style. (laughs) Doesn't make a lot of sense kayfabe style. 
But as a spectacle, it was one of the highlights of the Royal Rumble in my lifetime. It was the ones that I've like watched live. Uh, I loved it. And Logan Paul's chest was beat red. And it just goes to show, like, not only can that guy, like, deliver in the ring, but he's, like, willing to give it. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of celebrities out there that are just willing to do whatever. uh, And he really, he gives it his all. And I can't believe I respect Logan Paul, but I do. I I just want to throw out there, and, like, I'm not trying to shit on the point about the Logan Paul ricochet spot. That's a ricochet spot. He did that with Carmelo Hayes less than six months ago. I'm just saying – that's a ricochet spot. I mean, it's cool. It's definitely cool. I think that Kofi and CM Punk did it in the 2011. So how's it a ricochet spot? I'm saying Ricochet's done it before. But it's cool. somebody else did it before that, and it wasn't. It, it's a t- different spot that you're I guess talking I'm about. I'm just saying everybody should watch NXT. Okay, yeah, okay. So there you go. So yeah, let's let's not sit up here and you know get you go subtle shit in, motherfucker. Just say what you want to say. Well, say it with your chest. Jason's been waiting to say that for I can tell he's just been no, not to at say all. That. You brought it up. All okay, right, go, go and we t- talked about it on Facebook. Okay, I, I know, but Zach's not on Facebook anymore. I'm just trying to tell him, like, go back and watch that Ricochet Carmelo Hayes match. It was really good. Okay, I, I watched it. I was co-signed for you on that. All right, thank you. Okay, there you All go. Right. Okay. And, and also, last point, uh, you know, yes, the Cody win was predictable, especially after, uh, you know, he was number 30. You know, number 29 came out, and I was like, oh, it's not Cody, so we're definitely not getting a rock. So number 30 is definitely Cody. And then we had... Also, the it's not quite a Titantron. Like, I made this joke on Facebook, but, like, I think my drug dealer in the early 2000s had a bigger TV than they had for the entrances in the fucking Royal Rumble and the Alamo Dome. But they didn't have room in the Alamo Dome. That's just them squeezing every bit of seating as they possibly can uh, out of it. But uh, they had, like, a 10-minute singles match at the end of it. Like, Gunther had already done, like, an hour in there and then he had like an awesome singles match with Cody um, I think the highlight of Gunther uh, because if Cody doesn't win the only dude that they have set up that could face Roman after Cody is Gunther um, otherwise he's run through everybody else um, if he runs through Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber but uh, all in all I really enjoyed the Royal Rumble. Not only that but we could get Gunther Cody at SummerSlam or something like that. Uh, Gunther was completely made in this match, first and foremost, it, like for people that probably don't watch it all the time, but they, you know, there is a certain segment of fan out there that orders the Royal Rumble, even though they don't watch all year. Or dude, there's or, a certain or, segment or, of fan uh, of a non-fan. Like I yeah. have people that in my life that don't watch anything, but they tune into the Royal Rumble. Right. So they don't know who Gunther is, and they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then to have him stand face to face with Brock Lesnar after Brock Lesnar destroys like five or six guys, and to hear the crowd, I mean. People are like, wait a minute, who the fuck is this guy? God bless him. Um, The other thing I'll say about Cody coming in 30 and Logan Paul coming in 29 is that it might seem a little anticlimactic, but to me, what I thought in the moment, and or I might not have thought this in the moment. I, I, in fact, I was pretty disappointed with him coming out 30. I was like, why couldn't they have come? Why couldn't he have come out 24 or something like that? If he was going to come out at 30, then they should have kept it in their pocket. Yeah. I totally agree. But then, see, this is this to my point. Then it's like, well, is it Cody or is it The Rock? Then you're getting the chance. I think that they've learned. God bless you. I think they. He was holding on to that for, to the bitter end that The Rock was coming. 
No, I think they've learned. I think they've learned, but not me. No, I'm saying the fans have. I'm saying they've learned from their mistakes. There was that one year where Dana Bryan did not enter and Rey Mysterio got booed, booed out, out of the out building. building. That there was, was that, Philly, I think. There was that one year that Roman Reigns won, got booed out of the building. There was that one year, remember Bautista? They, mm. hated, Bautista, they hated Bautista when he won because they wanted Daniel Bryan to win. Mm. They learned from their mistakes. I think they put Logan Paul out there 29. I, I, I'm i not saying this is right or no, anything. No, I see what you're getting ready to go with. I, I, I totally agree. I think they put out Logan Paul out there at 29 to absorb the boos. And that then, was the guy that people want to boo anyway. That's the guy so that go ahead and boo him. Anyway. And, and now you know Cody's at 30. you know Cody's at 30. And I think that to, to Triple H and the creative crew, the worst thing that could have happened was the crowd to somehow react negatively to what was happening in terms of the order. So if you save Cody for 30, then there's, you're, they're not going to boo Cody. No. Cody wasn't getting booed. No. So <laughs> while, <laughs> Hell no. while it might have been predictable – it was also calculated because they're trying to sell a they're trying to sell WrestleMania. They're trying to they're trying to tell a story, and the story that they're trying to tell is Cody Rhodes' wins. Now I'm gonna say a couple words for you guys, okay? You guys listening? Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, Edge, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Nakamura, that's a weird one, Orton, Triple H, Roman Reigns, Batista, John Cena, Sheamus. Del Rio, that's a kind of a weird one, but at the time it didn't seem that weird. Edge, Randy Orton, John Cena, Undertaker, Mysterio, Batista, Crispin Wah. That was a weird one too. That's three weird ones out of about twenty Royal Rumbles. For all you people that out there saying that the Cody win was predictable, the Royal Rumble is always predictable. <laughs> Dude, Austin, Austin won three of them. Not a surprise. The Royal Rumble is always predictable. It's always because the guy has to headline WrestleMania. Otis isn't gonna win the Royal Rumble. You don't like if you're expecting a big surprise at the Royal Rumble. I don't know. He's fixed it. I don't know what to tell you. What are you trying to do? Like, why? Why are you watching wrestling if you're disappointed with the Cody win? If you didn't tune into the Royal Rumble knowing that Cody was going to win, you're like, oh, well, I want to be surprised. Motherfucker, you read all the dirt sheets. You listen to all the podcasts. You watch seven hours of wrestling a week. You fucking, you, you've watched wrestling for 30 years. And Get you're surprised <laughs> that you're not surprised at who wins the Royal Rumble? Grow the fuck up! Oh my lord, have mercy! <laughs> that is a <laughs> paid announcement from the BFR, banned from Rayside podcast. Jesus. <laughs> It's always predictable. Right. Yeah. Time out. Time out. They running us off the court. Bill's running us off the court. Get a T.O. Get a T.O. <laughs> okay. Let's flip over to the Women's Royal Rumble so we can get well, a Well, I've read every single blog this week, and I've, fucking, I've been reading all the dirt sheets, and I've been following Sean Ross Sapp and uh, Wade Keller and Dave Meltzer and reading all their newsletters and everything, and they didn't manage to surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't manage to surprise you because you didn't want to be surprised, you fucking Mark. It's because you can't fucking leave well enough alone on fucking Saturday. Oh, my Lord. Go out and get a drink. 
<laughs> Women's Royal Rumble towards the uh, the end, just before the main event, and I think this was a, pro- a probably a good spot for it, considering what was what happened, who was coming out, uh, just touches on for me just highlights of the women's world rumble rhea ripley at one Liv morgan at two obviously they had some um they had their little tag team beef them coming out kind of you know rehashes that but more so with rhea ripley getting speared by um beth phoenix Earlier on in the men's Royal Rumble, she came out selling the injury well, and obviously that comes into play later on. From there, um, it's it's once again it just felt like the men's Royal Rumble. They just they looked at the the roster and it's like fuck it, let's just roll these jokers on out. Um, damage control basically was the, I guess for lack of a better term, your your cane. Uh, not Kane participant, but just throwing people out left and right. They had the Kane moment up until Raquel Rodriguez came in at 22. Chelsea Green at 20 was the the biggest surprise up at, up to that point when we just come to surprise entrance. Uh, obviously, she didn't last long. Rhea Ripley disposed her in eight seconds, so Rhea Ripley adds to her legacy, makes history, and Chelsea Green is kind of made in that moment. Um, I guess you can get Chelsea Green, you know, someone that was put over in that point. But uh, if you watch enough wrestling, you know who Chelsea Green is. Let me jump back uh, two steps from 20 to – I'm sorry, three steps from 20 to 17. Asuka coming out at 17 was someone that I thought was in play to win the Royal Rumble um, because obviously she has um, ties with – Charlotte or whatever the case may be, there might have been a chance to get a little retribution there. She coming out in the kind of gimmick was definitely something that I was kind of looking forward to, and that obviously comes into play later on. From that point, uh, Michelle McCool at 25, I'm not going to sit up here and shit on her. She came in and had a a very good performance, but this is one of those spots where I was kind of looking for, you know, someone that was – Non WWE related to come in at twenty five to um, have a, that same good performance. India twenty six, Sonya twenty seven, Shanti twenty eight, Nikki Cross twenty nine. God bless Nikki tw- Cross. She ran that fucking ramp like it was nobody's business. And then Nia Jax at thirty was kind of like the cherry on top of the uh, kind of a disappointing women's Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley wins it. She takes out Asuka and Liv Morgan on the outside. I thought that was a nice spot. Raquel Rodriguez stood out, but this is nothing that we hadn't kind of seen coming. This is just another building block on her way up to Ascension. From there, I'll say it, no Ronda Rousey. I think I'm keeping it overrated as no no Ronda Rousey anywhere. That's my markout moment of the year, no Ronda Rousey. On Royal Rumble, on a top four pay-per-view, after she was now brought back, and now you let just Sasha Banks her, go. Just having her walk down the ramp like she just got sent to the principal's office. Okay, shouldn't she be in the Royal Rumble? I mean, she won it the, the last time she was there. She won it. Now, all of a sudden, she's not even in it? Come Wait. on now. Make the call. So you want Rousey in there? I, I think it, if you're going to make it make sense, unless she's hurt. 
in kayfabe style. Ronda Rousey should have been in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Zach, what do you think about the Women's Royal Rumble? Mostly dog shit. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Damn. <laughs> That's our next drop. Damn. <laughs> but um, I, uh, I did enjoy the uh, – uh, first of all, I can't believe Beth Phoenix wasn't in it. She had that spot in the Men's Royal Rumble, and she had her hair all did. And I was like, oh, well, like, they spoiled the fact that Beth Phoenix is going to come out for the Rumble. And then she just, like, wasn't even in it. But it had to take hours to get all that shit done just for her to spear, uh, um, what's his name? Or Rhea. Just for her to spear Rhea. But, I mean, it was a spot that played into it. Uh, second of all, it was a little cliche. I feel like they got to stop with the first entrance running gamut. I know it helped to make Gunther. It was very cool that they had Rhea in at number one. Liv was begging for number one for the past few weeks. And they're like, ah, you can't have it, but we're just going to give you number two, which is basically number, number one, one, but it still doesn't matter. Um, and uh, But we've been seeing that a lot. Like, Edge did it. Um, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a little too cute. They did, yeah, it to, so, they did it twice in the same. I will say last year, Brock Lesnar was 30 also. So men's have had two thirties in a row win, but yeah, the the one in the thirty yep. thing, it's just a little too. I don't know. It's 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 kind of lazy. Yeah, they got to back off of it. Yes, um, I totally agree. But they should have did it across, twice in the in the same rumble. They that's, had a one in the yeah. thirty. Yeah, yeah if yeah. you'd have did one or the other, then that that's more acceptable. When you do it this in the same rumble, it's just kind of like okay, to- to- totally agree. Yeah, and then, um, but the last couple minutes of that rumble were awesome. Uh, very enjoyable. Um, you know, uh, the whole like outside the ring spots with Rhea and uh, who she outside the ring with? Um, Rhea, Asuka, you know, and uh, Liv Morgan. Liv, yeah. yeah, Rhea, Asuka, and Liv. So, yeah, you know, they ran the gamut. And, uh, Asuka was great. She was like the superstar of this rumble, she was better than anybody. She's so good. I feel like Oscar's um, like heating up. Like I think we're gonna get Oscar Bianca. You stole my thunder. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so because that's a great match that actually, I want to see. Actually, that sounds that sounds cooler than me. Like, not to jump ahead, but when Rhea came out on Raw and called out Charlotte with like almost no fanfare or no like intrigue or anything, she didn't even mention Bianca. She's like, I want Charlotte. Which no, you know, she did. Okay, Makes sense. That, that's that's that's. It was just kind of like you know, you, I got two choices. If you're trying to tell the story that her character is like dead set on Charlotte, fine, cool. Like you don't have to fucking adhere to me. Just tell your story. Just tell it well, you know. But like they also it, had the best match of that pandemic rumble, like that night. Okay, and that that's was like not, match I, of the night, and that's what I was getting ready to say. I think that's that was nice. she told she told the reason why. You know, I I was, was this nice age. Too. You know. Yeah. Um, I was on top of the world. I was NXT champion. Charlotte called me out, and, you know, she put me in you my know what, place. You know you know where they fucked up, though, on Raw? And we, we are getting ahead of ourselves, though. They fucked up on Raw because Judgment Day should have been standing behind her. She shouldn't have come out by herself. They should have had fucking all three of them standing behind her. That would have looked way harder for a woman who's part of a faction. Now, she might have said, hey, Triple H, I want to go out there by myself. They might say, go out there by yourself. Triple H should have vetoed it, be like, have those guys standing behind you while she calls out Charlotte? That would have looked, now we're talking. 
Now we're cooking with you're gas, the fucking right? leader. Well, I mean, I, I, in just playing Dallas advocate for 30 seconds, I think the bill for Rhea has kind of just set her apart from everybody else. She's throwing around guys. She's, you know, the side, not even the sidekick to Dom. She's... Dom is the sidekick to her. Bianca. You know, she's mommy. Bianca. She's the guy that's throwing people around. And the build-up to now the culmination of this is her winning the Royal Rumble. They could ride, it once they started, they could ride Rhea and Bianca for 10 years. They really could. Let's slow down. They did slow down. But they did Sasha and Charlotte for three or four. I'm not saying, first things first. Okay, this is what I have to say about the Women's Rumble. It was also really good. I didn't think it was dog shit. I thought the ending wow. was way better than the beginning, and I thought the beginning of the men's was better than the ending. But that being said, when's the last time? So this is our sixth Royal Rumble that we've had a podcast together with. When's the last time the women have only had five Royal Rumbles? When's the last time that we said both people that won were the right call? I mean, would you agree with that? Yes. No matter how they told we us. We did have a... Uh... Nakamura Asuka, I feel like we all agreed on that. that there you go. God, that was such an outlier. <laughs> that is such an outlier, man. But, but you, you're, you're right. right. You asked. You asked. Hey, you asked. We answered. Well, he answered. Won't there it is, nigga. He's right. Yes, he's totally right. Now, how they executed it afterwards, that's a totally different discussion altogether. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking when was the last time both people that won we thought was right. And you're right. That was the last one. So they're bad. No, two beers right. They got 40%. They're, they're at 40%. Uh, at least for uh, the, the BFR point of view, yes. Last year, though. Can, when, can we all agree if Rhea hosted this podcast that her AKA would be fuckable China? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think that Rhea Ripley. You ain't shit. How, how, old, is, how old is Bianca Belair? I, I honestly don't. I would assume, assume they're both in their mid twenties. Thirty. Yeah. Well, Rhea is twenty-seven. I would assume Bianca's around that same age. Man, she's got. She's got it all. No, I'm saying. I'm just saying she's got the total package. Like, she might not be the best promo in the world, but she's got the in-ring stuff. She's got the look. She's got the demeanor. She's getting getting better on the mic, and I mean, Rhea is like somebody. That's not really the biggest fan of women's wrestling, which I'm not. Rhea is somebody that I like to watch. <laughs> That's interesting you say that. Uh, that answer took uh, – uh, <laughs> no, I'll throw it out there anyway. Um, but I'll do that later. I'll, I'll just say this. If you're going to lose Sasha Banks, then you're going to have to replace her. If, you go, if you're not going to have Ronda Rousey – in the the picture for the foreseeable future, uh, not unless she comes back at uh, Elimination You're Chamber. To sound like a Rousey fan. Uh, that would be hell no. <laughs> um, unless she comes back in the. I'm just saying. I'm throwing just. I'll, I'll be honest, man. I never thought of her once the other night, and haven't thought about her since. I just. I didn't think of her on Saturday at all. Not at all. I'm, well, I wasn't expecting her to come out, but I think this is just. This goes to show. Was Baszler in it? I'm sorry? Was no. Baszler in it? 
Jane yes. Baszler? Yes. Yeah, she was okay, in, right? more so to my point. They just rolled the, the fucking roster out, and it wasn't like it was anybody that was like, oh, yeah. It was just like, okay, 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 okay. And as I'm writing it down, I'm like, you know, halfway through on on both sides, I was just like, man, this is this is not very, you know, exciting. It's not captivating. It's, you know, and like I said, I don't need they had a the bunch. Right, they had the right NXT Performers out there. Okay, that I'll give you that. Um, oh, you Rock- know, Roxanne Perez. Yeah, there you go. I was getting ready to say that's the the Roxanne big one Perez that's really set out. She's gonna be a big star. And the, and the fact if you really Zoe, want Zoe people, Stark is good too. She was she's two. Those are the two ones that that stood out, but they're not main roster. It's not a knock against them. It's just sticking to just the general point. I think Zoe if, Stark is main roster right now. Roxy is not. Roxanne Perez is not. Can I say this about Nia Jax, though, real fast, before you continue no, your point? No, that, by Jax, all means, I'm, I'm really done at this point. Nia Jax came out at 30, got no reaction. She got fired from WWE for hurting a bunch of people, like, over the course of a year. What, she had, like, four botches that people this. got injured? She leaves WWE. There's so much wrestling in the fucking world, you can't believe it. There's oh, yeah. fucking, uh, there's NJPW, mm. there's AEW, mm. there's the... Uh, the one GCW. that keeps keeps saying them GCW GCW Kodor Bushi's coming back MLW MLW What's the one uh, that uh, uh, that uh, Pack and Zack Saber fought over the the uh, the British one Oh uh, Rev Pro Rev Pro There's all this wrestling out there right Right Nia Jax gets fired from WWE and she's just I'm I'm I assume she's like Can I go make some money somewhere and everybody's like, nah, we're good, you know? <laughs> like, we're all right. Like, we don't need you coming in in some sort of main event style and hurting our best chick. So, uh, and we're not going to put you in the undercard and pay you garbage because you're not going to take it. So, uh, I-, I guess go hit the bricks. No, she she went back home. God bless her for it. The fact that you, you allowed her to come back, that's on WWE and, and uh, Triple H. I'm just saying she's not good. I'm good. It was a lackluster thirty. She's the chick Braun Strowman because he left too, and he had to start uh, his own thing that's called control your narrative. And then he tried to control his narrative, and his narrative was, "You better hope WWE calls again." Good thing Vince got kicked <laughs> out. <laughs> your ass still be controlling your narrative. I get, uh, and that's kind of my point. You know, even with I, I, I totally forgot Braun Strowman was in this Joker. He was in it. You know, th- th- it's just. It, it was a very forgettable, and it's not even for the fact it was predictable. But the right people went over. That's fine. Getting from point A to point B is an issue. If you fly, if you take a trip and you fly, you're not going to just talk about the landing. You're going to talk about the whole goddamn thing. Getting to the airport, getting on the plane, flying the whole shebang. Did we give pretzels or not? All that shit. That was not enjoyable flights on either way when it comes to the Rumble. Just, I just couldn't disagree more. <laughs> How could you? I what? really couldn't. How? It was fun, man. No, 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 no. Royal Rumbles are fun. This was have... not fun. This was not fun. This you was didn't two... have fun watching it? No. Did this was fun... two hours of me like, God did damn, you, did man, have... really? Did you have fun thinking about it? No. Are you having fun talking about it? 
I'm I'm kind of waiting for me to shit on it a little more. I was kind of being nice, but now that you're poking the bear, now I'm gonna have to shit on it. No, not so much. I definitely agree with two people on the on the, the women's world rumble. Dog shit. Look at the chicks that are on it. Dana up. fucking Brooke. Emma, Shayna Baszler, was Shayna Baszler on it? We had to ask. If you got to ask, that's a fucking problem. I was down a in problem. Dude, it's not. It's not. It's not because she's forgettable. It's because Tegan I Knox, forget. Come on now, give me a fucking break. Zaylee, <laughs> they rolled her ass out there. She Don't got bounced really. Don't name them all. Don't name them all. No, no, no. Let's, you're gonna do it. No, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Dana Brooke, Emma, Shayna. Bailey, B-Fab, Roxanne, Dakota Kai, God bless her. Yeah, right? Wrap it up right now because we ain't done. EO Sky, Natty, Candace, you know, Zoe Stark, Zia Lee, Becky at 15. I'm like, okay, now we're talking. You're now she gets me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tegan Knox, Oscar, Piper Niven, Tanita, Chelsea Green, Zelina, Raquel. Oh, I'm sorry. Raquel Rodriguez. Mia. Hey, we got a couple birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> you get my point. That's my point. Nobody wanted to see this shit. You didn't do anything to keep us our attention going throughout, except for the it's the simple little storylines that they already had going. It's a, uh, okay, so here's what I was trying to say earlier. Uh, first of all, before I go, Zach, do you have a response to Jason's rant there? Uh, not especially. I mean, it's, it's his opinion. It's fine. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, I did. You say have a little bit more shit. fun watching wrestling. I had, I had more fun watching. I did say the middle was dog shit. Basically, like the the commentators even said, like, oh, there's like a little bit of a lull in this match, which is not something you say. The defense the rests. The defense rests. I mean, if Michael Cole is bored, it's boring. Okay. Okay, but what what I'm about to say. Okay, so. The Royal Rumble, if we could go back every single year on the Beefers, or not on the Beefers, on BFR, and listen to our Royal Rumble commentary, it would probably be the same every year. It'd be like, well, it was pretty fun because we all want wrestling to feel like we did when we were kids. We like to be surprised, We like before the internet. We, or what, when were you surprised at this? I wasn't. This is my point. My point earlier was that... Predictable every, is good. No. That everybody that listens to podcasts like ours, like us, we look at all the dirt sheets, we follow the tweets, we know everything is going to happen. This is why the Bloodline storyline is so good, is because it's never going to be somebody's music hits and you're going to be shocked by it, but it's like, it's a wrestling storyline for the new times, and the new times is... You don't know there's enough people involved and everybody is so well fleshed out that like when little stuff happens, it's enough for, to keep us talking, to keep you interested, to make me definitely want to watch SmackDown tomorrow night. You know what I mean? Because it's not that somebody's music hits, but like I, like I said earlier, Jay walking out was epic. I marked out. I was like, holy shit, holy shit, you know, and Joey was standing up, like, and we were all fucking pumped up, you know? Okay, like, what, what, what that, were we talking about? What were we talking about, though? I'm talking about how... The, that was, that's the main event. That was the good part. Let's, let's focus on the rumble. Don't, no, let's not get away from that, because no, that's, my, what, that's no, what we're talking about. You're I, no, saying that, you know, wrestling is fun, 
We're talking about the Rumble. What tell I'm, me what what was so fun about this Rumble. What I'm saying is everybody was disappointed by the Rumble but loved the Bloodline segment because it's a new way. It is not – everybody – like in the old days, you wanted just somebody's music to hit. You want Edge's music to hit at 26 when you haven't seen him in nine years, and he comes down to the Rumble. That was fun. That was the last Rumble po- segment moment that I can think of in the last 10 years that really made me mark out. I don't even like Edge that much. What, what I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to build up the Rumble. Unreal. I'm not trying to show him the Rumble. What I'm trying to say is – the bloodline thing is the best thing that's ever happened in modern WWE. You just, okay, you're just making my point. So let's just let's go and move to the two count, or you want to give grade for this first and then move to the two count. I'm not even arguing with you. I'm just telling you how good I think the bloodline is. That was the point that I've been waiting to make the entire time. Okay. Well, I think we can all agree upon that. You were saying that the rumbles were fun. We didn't necessarily get an answer to that. Neither here nor there. Please. Well, they're not as much fun anymore. I mean, they're still fun, but I'm 43. Okay, so let's just call for what it is. When I was a a kid, I really thought that any of those 30 dudes had a chance. (laughs) That was was a little special. (laughs) Womp, 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 (laughs) womp. Poor Zach. (laughs) When they burst your bubble, when you figured out, it was like, okay, so... um, I don't know. Iron Mike Sharp had zero chance to winning the Royal Rumble. When did that happen for you? Now, I feel like kayfabe died for me right around the time I watched Owen Hart break Steve Austin's neck, and then he still rolled him up for the Intercontinental title. Jesus Christ, dude. That that was – I mean, no, really, that was – I can I can bring it back. You know, like that's like one of the moments that kayfabe died for me. I was like – he was obviously injured. It was a shitty roll-up pin. I'm like, this is not real. Just let you know. All right, that was our Royal Rumble 2023 recap. No, give it a grade, motherfucker. No, no, no. We ain't getting away from this. Give it a grade. A minus. Jesus Christ. It had one of the best segments that's happened in the last five years. How can it not get an A minus? If everything else would have... So one segment says says four hours. If everything... Five hours and eight minutes. I think... (laughs) It was long. Dude, my wife already... My wife texted me... (laughs) My wife, texted ass me, home. my wife texted me before Kevin Owens got pinned and said, what are you still doing there? I was like, this one's taking a little bit longer. She's like, you're lying. I said, turn on Peacock. I like, you'll see Kevin Owens pop up Powerbomb Roman Reigns right now. <laughs> I'm going to spit that shit out. <laughs> before, Sammy hit, before Sammy hit Reigns with the chair, Aaron said sleep on the couch. And that's when I called Bo and I said, let's smoke a bowl on my back porch. <laughs> <laughs> She's sleeping. <laughs> She's pissed. A-. Okay. A minus. Unreal. A minus. Both both people that won the Royal Rumbles were the right call, and the ending segment was one of the best wow. segments I've ever seen. Wow. What? Okay. Yeah. So so when Hardy, so and the Hardy performance was awesome. Like I mean, what? Yeah. A, Hardy uh, brought it down a full letter grade, and I still give it an A minus. What <laughs> the fuck is going on? Talk about a popcorn match. They should have Hardy play between every single match all the time. Uh, this is the un- <laughs> most uh, uh, wow. Bring everybody down. Just bring everybody down, and then you can bring them back up. Wow. What's your What's your letter grade then? <laughs> what's your letter? Wait, what was X? He said the same with you. I guess I watched a totally different pay-per-view. This was C-minus. 
Let's what? Get to, let's yeah, yeah, Hardy. I totally forgot about Hardy. They rolled his ass out there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like a, what the fuck is this? I like how the first thing you say when Zach goes, what? You go, yeah, Hardy. <laughs> like like he was. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's how right. bad this shit was. Right. He was just kind of like a, a just a little chunk in a bad fucking pay-per-view. This is going to be a four-hour podcast. Let's get to that two count. One. Hey. Two. Hey. Three. Good discussion. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Unreal. That was a good discussion. That's unreal. We've, we've only been talking for an hour and nine minutes. Whatever. We have not been talking let's, that long. Let's get to yeah, <laughs> All right. Two count. Two counts going to be AEW Dynamite. Zach, take it away. Uh, so, real quick, we'll do a little rampage thing. I watched it. I don't know if you guys did, but uh, I love that Wheeler Utah has the same voice to Bill as Ronda Rousey. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're tough as nails. <laughs> I'll speak for John Moxley. <laughs> I'm forged I'm forged in combat, you jerk. <laughs> but Rampage was bookended by great great by great matches just like Dynamite was. So Adam Page really you know really I'm good. good. Oh and then uh and then Jamie Hader, Emmy Sakura, also very good. Not a marquee show, not something that everybody would want to watch, but this was absolutely a solid show worth watching because of the book and the show. So um, just wanted to throw that out there. Mm. Uh, Dynamite, uh, you know, another great episode of Dynamite, bookended by excellent matches. First one, Adam Page versus John Moxley. Just destroyed each other. Um, this is kind of the feud that keeps on giving. Uh, usually with stars this, um, this big, you know, I can't think of a better way to say it. Like, they're both big stars. John Moxley, maybe the biggest star in the company. Uh, Shit, both former Page. world champions. Yeah, they're both former world champions. Adam Page, like, part of the greatest storyline this company's ever seen. These are both big, big stars. We get to see them wrestle every week now. <laughs> they're just, it, that's what it seems like. It's not actually, but this is no, the third but match. It, it, you know, it's. It, one of these should have been a pay-per-view and we got them all for free. Yeah, and I think we're going to get it. Like, they're building up to a pay-per-view match. I imagine it's going to be like a Texas Death match or mm-hmm. something like that. But, I was uh, thinking last man standing. That's the yeah, rumor, John. is that it's going to be a Texas Death match. I've tried to avoid the rumors so I can feel like I'm a little kid again. Well, aren't you the journalist, man? Well, you should be know th- you should know this. Are you, did you take the week off? I'm like a little kid journalist. By the way, speaking of little kid journalists, did you see the press conference for Royal Rumble? No. Bray Wyatt should not be going out an hour after the Royal Rumble and doing a press conference with a bunch of nerds that look like us that are like, they run a magazine. Hey, man, what the fuck? (laughs) What you trying to say? They run a magazine that's called like kfavenewsource.org or something, and they're like, they're allowed to stand in that room with 70 other fucking nerds and ask Triple H and Bray Wyatt questions in shoot style? I'm good. Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. What the I, fuck? I, yeah, that I'm not, not I can't why watch I watch that. wrestling. Yep, that's what are you guys going to do next? Have credits? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking wrestling. That's what I'm like. You know what? I'm good on that. Y'all going to have this news Fuck conference? It. Unless somebody's fighting. They or never somebody... should have had the scrum. <laughs> they, CM Punk would still be champ. 
If they never would have had the scrum. Hey, I, as much as I hate CM Punk, I agree with you totally. I totally agree with you because you know, it's like the butterfly effect. All, a lot of shit just doesn't happen. All that dude had get, to do was shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. My nigga. Or maybe, <laughs> or, maybe, My nigga. or maybe don't put a microphone in front of his face. <laughs> no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, Everybody be making more money. Like, he still wouldn't have been champ because he's injured. Like, <laughs> no, Wait, with him jumping into the, the crowd I mean, aside, right. the second time around, he would have he would have been okay if he didn't shut the fuck up. Right, sorry. But, I, oh, he did no, get he, hurt. He, he did he get hurt in that you. match. Yeah, he's yeah. for like nine months. Dumbass. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> this match was awesome. Uh, What'd you mean, Jason? Dumbass. <laughs> Of course, John Moxley bled, uh, but this match was absolutely awesome. I found the feed that had no uh, commercial breaks, which I like to do for Dynamite. Doesn't always happen, uh, but uh, it's Man, always Excalib- good whenever Excalibur it's never stops when I get that feed. It's like even during the commercial, Excalibur's still doing it. Yeah, it's like God. It's like nothing ever. It's nothing is, is different. It's all so, the same. He's so natural. Yeah, he's he's. Arguably the best in the business. Um, I mean, Kelly. Kevin, Kevin Kelly's, I, I was just going to say, Kevin Kelly's up there, but Kevin Kelly kind of like bleeds like play by play with I like think, color. I honestly but think, as far as, I honestly think both of them could do what the other one is doing. Like if you switch them right now, there wouldn't be a drop in quality. So I'm, no. not, I'm not, I, I know I'm supposed to have an opinion, but I wouldn't decide between those two. I think you're perfectly fine with either one of them. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'd love to see anyway, switch what, places like when Trebek and Sajak switch for like a week. A week. Oh, yeah, Will of Fortune against <laughs> yeah. Jeopardy. I'd yeah, love to see it. yeah. Have Excalibur do the G1? Yeah. No, shit. He can, I wouldn't even want him doing that long. Just like like you said, for a week or something. You know what I'm saying? Just flip the script and just. If you had Kevin Kelly and Excalibur sitting right across from each other and each one had to name a different wrestling move or hold until the other one couldn't think oh of one. Oh, Lord, we might be here for a little bit. We might be here for a little bit. Arm bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, Tubier. We're just hijacking your shit. Go ahead. All right. Moxley versus Paige. This was mega fun. I loved that Moxley went over. Like, loved that Moxley went over. Because... But it, not strong. Huh? But not, but not strong. strong. But not strong, right. It was a roll-up, and then Paige was still pissed off. I think that's good because I don't think this should be the the end of this feud. I think they can ride it out for a couple more matches probably. I mean, it's 2-1 Moxley right now, right? Yes. So, I, I, I think that Paige should eventually end up going over because Moxley uh, can take a couple losses at this point. The guy never loses. Uh, he never should, but Paige got Paige. His stock has been trending down ever since the CM Punk shit, because he was so involved with it, and it just kind of it defined him down a little bit for a while. So having like a slow build up to him being champ again, hopefully, is I think would be the right move. Obviously, I agree with the the match itself. I thought it was really good. But once again, this is going to be another general principle of uh, William H. Bynum that we're going to test. Can TK reheat Adam Page? I think in this scenario, the way that TK is doing it, and I'm not trying to make this against 
a TK Triple H thing, AEW versus WWE thing. I think that's just crowds absolutely want, ridiculous. Crowds want to like Paige. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is a good way to endear him back into the crowd, get him over. Ultimately, I hope would be him going over John Moxley. Like I said, I agree with you. Moxley at this point is basically Teflon. I mean, as long as you you tell the story right and you have a good match behind it, it he should be okay. He's one of the the big dogs in AEW, if not the big dog. So, him losing to Adam Page as a former world champion shouldn't dog. be. Moxley's the big dog in AEW. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. totally agree dog. with that. Without the only guy. Who- the only guy on the same level of protection as him is MJF. Yeah, okay, there you go. So in that scenario, Moxley winning this is not the worst thing for Adam Page because obviously, like Tubio said, the way he won it opens the door for a fourth match. I'm such a mark that at the end of this match, when they start shoving each other in the face, they start face smushing each other, you know? I was like, man... Just find it so hard to believe that they're actually buddies backstage. <laughs> <laughs> good shit, good I, shit, bro. I mean, I really did. I was like, God. I was like, even now, I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know if they like each other. Like <laughs> the way John Moxley, the way John Moxley, a uh, page of the moonsault from the turnbuckle onto the outside, outside, and Moxley moved out of the way. And when I was watching it, by the way. When Zach was talking about Moxley bleeding, like, I didn't turn it on until I put the baby in the bath, and then, like, I have the TV. In whoa, my- whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck, man? You got, you got, no, 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 the- no, no. In, in the side room, in the side, I had, I let, I put Alexa up there, and I said, Edna, scream if you're drowning. And then I went into the next room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you ain't shit. No, but Unreal. The, the rooms are... The rooms are <laughs> As the room, he continues the story. The, room, <laughs> the rooms are right across from each other. So I turn my TV towards the bathroom so I can kind of see it if I just lean my head out. I right. can watch both. Yeah. And I had yeah. I had AEW Dynamite on. Of course. And I turn it on at 7.04, and Moxley's already threw a table in me. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. I was like, what time is it? <laughs> Start hitting my watch that I don't wear. <laughs> like banging my iPhone against my... Jeez, I'm like, Christ. what time is it? Right. 7.04. That was my whole story. I just thought it was okay. funny. Right. I just thought okay. it was funny that Moxley was... No, it's... Of course he's bleeding. Yeah, he's John Moxley. No, he took a, he took a few weeks off, but now he's back on track and bleeding, and that's and that's okay. I think it's you know, dude it, loves to bleed. Look, it's part of his story. I'll have a problem with it. I'm not saying the right guy won. I guess this it time was, around because he kind of got his his get it back. It was kind of funky. Like Moxley kicked out of the buckshot lariat, which really never gets kicked out of. Not yeah, a big fan. He didn't do it. Not he didn't do fan. it last time. He had, not, he had gotten beat with it last time. So. Okay, so we're okay with this? This not is more really. specifically no, the that, bill. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I didn't really like that. I didn't. I don't like how that thing where Paige drapes Moxley over his back and then does the pile driver through the back of his legs. The dead eye. Yeah. Like, why isn't that a finisher? It's like every time it's, I see. It was, a, it was Adam Page's old finisher whenever like years ago but it's like every time i see seth rollins do the falcon arrow and he rolls it up into a you know it's like why isn't that a finisher like he just does that 
like at the six minute mark in a in a match, and it's like no big deal. <laughs> like no big deal. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even 20, that's what we do. Even twenty years ago, they would have looked at that and been like. Yeah, that should be done. Are you an alien? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? And this match should be over. Anyway, I'm not the biggest fan of kicking out of the finishers, but it was a great match, and I like that. It's not. I like that the feud's not done. No, I agree with that too. I say it, it definitely, like I said, left the door open for a fourth match, and then probably Revolution is the uh, the combination. It's a it's a non best of five the way I'm feeling it at this point. We're only in February. Re- Revolution is in late March. They're going to do this one more time. Adam Page should win it, and then you'll have the fifth match, a step match, whatever the step may be at Revolution, and we'll go with there. Two beer. What's next? Uh, next, we had a segment with Renee Paquette, uh interviewed the Bunny, the Butcher and Blade, and also Jimmy Hader was there. So, Bunny challenges Hader to a title eliminator next week, and she accepts. So, we got a match for next week, and then they showed on the screen Tony Storm and Soraya attacking Britt Baker. So, that sets up some more shit later on. Well, listen, Not I, much to say here. I have... Nothing to say about this, Jason. I got, I got plenty to say with this. I mean, you got the AEW champion. That's not the focus. It's Britt Baker's the focus. And why are we doing it at AEW fucking WWE, you know, originals versus, you know, newcomers angle? That is... It's a story. It's not a story. You have so much talent, and that's the story you want to tell? All right, man. Cool. It is a story, though. It's not the. It's what, a story. It shouldn't be the what, story. What next, Zach? Neither should Britt Baker. But that's another story. Holy shit! Who's the champ? <laughs> Who's the champ? Stephen A. Smith, hot fucking. Tank, Who's the man. champ? Who's the champ? Yeah, that too. It's Black History Month. Yeah, it's I'm black. Damn right. They just say, everybody does say I'm like Stephen A. Smith, but that's okay. Who's the champ? It's Jamie Hayter. What's the focus? You ain't, you ain't, it's Britt Baker. You never hung on to that hairline like Stephen A. Smith. Ne- no, I'm just, yeah, oh, I was like, look, man, man. <laughs> look, it's okay. All right, <laughs> that's God telling me it's time to do it. What's next, Zach? Uh, speaking of Black History Month, we had the acclaimed squashing the Beverly Brothers. And uh, after that, my ass. Uh, Austin and Colton Gunn come down and start oh laying into their dad and basically said, you weren't ever there for us. And, you know, go drown your sorrows in the bottom of a pill bottle. So he gets mad. And oh, I, says, I like that. Oh, yeah, you no, want you want no, no, it's funny. No, it's what you want to hear. It's, it's the heat that you want to see. Yeah. Good heat. No, but yeah, he basically mm. says, "Oh, you want to you want a title match? You got it." And then the acclaimed are like, "Well, bro, <laughs> what the fuck? Not, <laughs> I'm free to this shit." I mean, that's one of my favorite wrestling tropes. It's like when the manager, especially when the manager is not someone who's like an active wrestler, is like, "You want a match? You got it." And I'm like, dude, like we did not. You're not part of this at all. Like, well, now this and, is a, uh, this is yeah. actually a pretty good story, like between the acclaimed and the guns. As much as I don't like. Uh, the guns. At least, I, I mean, you know, I like Billy Gunn. <laughs> but like the reason I like that that line about the pills, not so much because it's like such a heat seeker, but it's like, I wonder what the conversation was like between Billy Gunn and his sons. 
can to we be do like, this? Is it okay? <laughs> no, I bet it was. I really bet it was like Billy Gunn was like, "Hey, you should say this." Like the crowd will fucking go nuts because they probably had all their heart to hearts. Yeah, you know. So like, it's probably like free reign. That's why I love stuff like that. That's why wrestling's the best, man. I'll just say this. For me, the match obviously was a squash, you know, coming out and having this, you know, family therapy in the ring, you know, live after the matches. It is what it is. It did I'm, look like four theater kids and their gay theater teacher. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Stop. <laughs> like, you stop guys it, need you to stop it. You guys it. need to stop. <laughs> Everybody no shut the fighting. fuck up. Boys, back up. Boys, back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this. I'm going to throw it out there, and I just thought of it like 90 seconds ago before uh, Bill was finishing. Senior year theater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was that. That's why I was just like, God damn it. This is so fucking silly. Just make a match and just be done with it. Is it possible? And I'll just ask it as a question. Is it possible that Billy Gunn turns to the Oh, Aquarium? yes. Uh, no, turns to the guns? Yes. Turns to his oh, for sure. Long-term storyline where this for is. For sure. Okay. I, I think that's what's happening. I think Billy Gunn is going to turn heel. That's next. why, because it, and once, he, once you said it like that, I was like, damn. Again. This wouldn't be like an alley-oop for his sons. Again. Predictable is not always bad. Look, that my, is that is it's what's going to happen. It's what should happen. Now, see, this is two two different things, man. Two different things. Two beer take over before we start arguing. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Predictable is not always bad. Um, Alex Marvez backstage with see, Jack you Perry to at, put a dig on that shit. I just said, just take over, motherfuckers. Just start talking. <laughs> Uh, asking what's next for Jungle Hook and basically Jungle Boy was like nothing because I'm going to win a single title so I missed this part uh, it was as much Alex Marvez uh, man that dude he's, he seems like a sweetheart he's, he's seems smart in the business he's just not very good at this like every segment's the same when he does it um, I can't say I'd do a better job but I don't know not very good at the job. No, to me, the the main part about it is just, at least for the moment, Jungle Hook is on the shelf, and I think that's best for both guys. You don't want to have the crowd to to keep having to cheer for who they like more. Both are both guys are over, and neither guy needs the other one. So I mean, at this point, yeah, I, at the, yeah, if Jungle Hook is, is going on the shelf, I'm totally for it. Jungle Boy needs to have his own fucking singles career at this point, ultimately leading to MJF at some point down the line. And Hook is fine. You know, he's fucking over as, yeah. as a, a, a the FTW championship that's not even recognized at AEW. Oh, They're okay. I'm fine with Jungle Hook breaking up. For sure. They should have never been to be right. to begin with. I mean, Daniel Bryan was part of the Wyatt clan for a second. You know, oh, it's like shit wow. happens. Shit happens in wrestling. I totally a couple weeks about go that. by, and that's over. And you just have to forget it ever happened. Like when you bang that one chick in college. <laughs> and then you see her in Target. Her name was seven Roxy. years later. Uh, so next up, we right. Brian Cage. Good catch it up. <laughs> this was excellent. Not only was this an excellent match, but my so, boy Takeshita finally went over, and it so, makes him so much good. fun. 
fun match, man. I loved it. I'm uh I'm I'm with you on the Takeshita shit now. Sky's the limit for him. He is he's obviously trying to make a really strong acclamation in terms of like language and it, like it seems like he's here to stay. He's always involved with like top guys. Yes. I mean Great. that's what, I think that's what Jason and I talked about last week when you were gone, but it's like he always the, the guys that he's fought are always the top guys, and now he's involved in a program with MJF and Daniel Bryan. Like, he's stuck in the middle of it. That's, like, he's not going to be headlining any uh, pay-per-views anytime soon, but maybe in the next two years or something, Takesha could definitely be headlining something. And I would have him go over MJF and clean. I think not I, clean. I, I think they will. Whoa, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Let, let, let me hear this straight. I think Takeshita beats MJF, and I think MJF beats Daniel Bryan in the 60-man Iron Man match. I don't know how far away. How far away are we from that? Like another month? I thought March 29th is revolution. More than a month? That's when I... Holy shit. That's kind of where I'm... That's why I was like, you know... If you're gonna if you're gonna take the titles off the acclaim, that's what that's what made me think about it. I was like, man, we're still a long way away from Revolution, and there's a lot of guys that you know they're gonna have to jump hoops through Daniel Bryan to get us from point A to point B. Just getting back to this point, I, I, did I don't you know. like Brian Cage versus Takeshita? Oh, it was, I forgot it was Cage versus Takeshita. No, the match was good. It was one of the best matches of the night. It just reinforces what I, I've seen from Takeshita outside of AEW. He was a top guy in DDT. He was the guy in, in DDT for a hot minute. So this should necess, this shouldn't necessarily be a a surprise. I mean, you can go on YouTube and see you know the damage he was doing there. It was just, and and I've said this, and I'll continue to say it, and. I don't care what anybody else says on on Twitter, on on you know Facebook, YouTube, whatever, blah blah blah. AEW has a roster that is that is hard to manage when you have you know this few hours to play with. Certain guys, Brian Cage, like I said before, should be an ROH. He's an ROH, you know, six man champion. I don't even remember the last time we even seen these guys. Even defended. Maybe they done it on dark or dark elevation, and obviously I don't watch it. Maybe they haven't. But the, uh, I think Brian Cage is one of those people that deserves a run. That's not a, an ROH six man champion. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he's Warlow before Warlow. Takeshita is a, a guy that's on the rise. Both guys should be being built up, and then. You know, at a later point, a year from now, that's when you have this match where both guys have been built up where they're now the next round of superstars that where John Moxley can go away for six months and have a vacation. You ain't got to worry about it, John. Guess what? We got these guys over Zach. here. Zach. What what's next? All right, next we had... I got to keep uh, it moving. <laughs> Renee, Renee Paquette backstage. With Jericho Appreciation Society, so they're basically going to make uh, start Ricky Starks run the gauntlet uh, with uh, yeah. Cool Hand and Daddy Magic. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's every single story they tell is that some guy's got to run a gauntlet to face somebody else. 
Come on, yeah, Tony pretty, Khan. You're better than this. Agree. It was pretty lazy booking. It's just like it I, I understand it's it, one it, it's match. It's a good story. It's it supposed to be story, one match, though, right? Like he's got to beat all four before he can get to Jericho, and then Jericho's going to be a one-on-one match. But it's oh, like, it's a one match. That that's fun. I thought it was like a weekly thing. So no, one no, match it's it's, it's the same thing. He's got to be. It's going to be the one idiot, and then. Daddy Magic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you really don't like that dude. No, he's a one-trick pony, man. Fuck him. God, he sucks. I hate him so much. Is you would have thought that Daddy Magic fucked Bill's wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> My first wife. Oh, ew. Nobody's ever. Nobody's found her yet. <laughs> they never will. I fucking hate Daddy Magic. And then they got to go through Garcia or Guevara. They're calling it Garcia Guevara Gauntlet. Gauntlet. But the only reason they're calling that, like, they're not, they're assuming that Angela, what's his name, and Daddy Magic are both going to lose. And then you're going to face both of them, but they haven't told you what order yet. Like, what the fuck kind of storytelling is this? This is such a really weird gimmick. No, it's just, it's lazy. You just, sit, called you the, just called the JAS gauntlet or something. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, it's Garcia or Guevara. It's like, dude, we've all watched wrestling. We know who's winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, we know, know who's going to get me out. Exactly. Yeah. So, and... In this scenario, like I said, it's just it's lazy. It's and especially when you already are doing it, going back to the Royal Rumble in the one count, you can't have two people doing the same thing in the same in two different matches when you have Gunther and Rhea going from first to last. You can't have Ricky Starks and Brian Danson doing a gauntlet do you remember, at the same time. Do you remember that story that Kurt Stallion told us when him and uh Ah, shit. It's even Black History Month. What's that dude's name that he was fighting at that Ring of Honor pay-per-view? And they were the dark match. And they went over the turnbuckle. They had, right. like, a big turnbuckle spot yeah. outside of the ring. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they came back, and Kurt Stallion was like, uh, there was one super vet there that, like, we came back. And Miles, uh, Miles, uh, ACH. My- Myron Reed. Myron Reed. Oh, was it, oh, it's Myron Reed? I yeah. thought it was H-E-H. No, it was Myron Reed versus Kurt Stallion. He goes, we went back there, and one super vet was back there, and he said, you guys can't do that spot in the first in the first match, in the dark match. He's like, you made everybody else look like shit. He was yelling at them. Do you remember who that super vet was? I'm pretty sure. Like 65, 70%. I think sure. we can say it here. Bully Ray? Circle gets a square, baby. <laughs> Stallion and Myron Reed went backstage, and uh, Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, uh, yelled at them. He said he straight up yelled at us. He's like, and we walked away, and we were like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> was, the funny part about it is that now Bully Ray is kind of doing a little something like that, but that's another story for another time. Another story for another time. Uh, what's next, Zach? All right, we had uh, the Elite. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks on a basketball court. Uh, I really enjoyed this, even though it's so I miss this part, too. Oh, man, this is great. Yeah, I heard uh, it was really you know, good. Kenny's got the promo, and, uh, you know, they hand the basketball off to Nick, and Nick just makes a sweet three-pointer. <laughs> but, like, it's all, like, well and good. Like, that's, like, fun. 
But then they had what Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy and Ethan Page come and uh, Stokely Hathaway. Like they're just there in this empty gym. Like they didn't realize that they were also there. And they like walk up. And I mean, the interaction was fun. Like Kenny Omega pretends like he can't see anybody when he's looking at Stokely Hathaway. I'm like, man, that's fucked up. You hear this man down here. Look down. Do you see Stokely Hathaway's uh, tweet where he goes, how dare Omega disrespect me like this on the first day of BHM? Mm-mm. God, I'm totally miss that shit. That's no. comedy. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, it was great. And, that's you know, amazing. Like, one of them, I think it was uh, Ethan Page, was just like, hey, who's that guy? He's like, I got the camera, like, cut that shit off. He's like, hey, and <laughs> Matt Jack's like, hey, his name's Brandon. You don't talk to him like that. He's like, Brandon, cut the camera off, you dumbass. <laughs> like, it was all fantastic. But uh, basically, they just set up a right, six-man so for Stoke- Rampage. Stokely Hathaway, Isaiah Cassidy, and Ethan Page versus the Young Bucks. And Matt Hardy. No, yeah, no, I was going to no, say, on, take Stokely on. out. No, put I'm, Matt Hardy no, in, I'm for saying, Christ's sake. Jesus, no, no, no. what are you doing? I'm saying three-on-three three basketball. Yeah. Isaiah, oh. Ca- Isaiah Cassidy, Stokely Hathaway, and Ethan Page versus the Young Bucks and Omega. <laughs> Who wins three-on-three? That's <laughs> <Best> 211. <laughs> you make it, take it? Yeah. That's 211, make, make it, take it. it. Yeah, you know how this ends. One point. You know how this one ends. One-point basket. You know how this ends. Oh, it's the elite. God bless you, Zach. God bless you. I tell you, he's a supreme athlete. God bless All you. All three of them. God bless you. you think Isaiah, they, Isaiah Cassidy is a 23-year-old black dude. <laughs> God he's bless you, ringer. He's a ringer, but, like, Sophie Hathaway is, like, five foot nothing. And, dude, like, uh, you saw Nick Jackson make that basket. Like, those dudes are... Like you know that Omega. Damian Lero is just gonna come to your house. You know that, right? He, and he's gonna Omega. Is he's Canadian. gonna put some threes on your head. Omega's Canadian. <laughs> play basketball up there. Dude, Maybe. If you don't think that Omega, Omega is like the modern Mister Perfect. He is the gimmick of Mister Perfect. Like that dude can do anything good. He didn't make the shot, man. <laughs> Stop. You mispronounced Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> All right, what was next? <laughs> What's next? Come on. We got to keep it moving. Uh, that, is a, that is a funny question, though. Uh, and then we had this fantastic match. I don't know what the time on it. It was definitely 15 minutes at least. Yeah, uh, I think it was Brian six, Danielson 16, versus... 16 29. I nice. think. <laughs> Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. I got written This down. match ruled. We all knew this match was going to rule because uh, we've seen Timothy Thatcher. And this match, I mean... I wouldn't say it exceeded expectations because I knew it was going to be awesome, and it was awesome. And uh, Thatcher worked over the arm the whole time, and um, Davidson ended up, you know, getting the psycho knee out of nowhere, pinned Thatcher. It was it was great. Listen, this happened last night, and I was completely sober. And this don't match, lie, man. <laughs> this match this, you ain't gotta lie, man. This it's match, just us. <laughs> this match kind of had me thinking. And our few hundred friends. <laughs> this match, this match kind of had me thinking. What if they had Brian Danielson lose, and then they got back to it somehow? Like, what if they threw a wrench in the system? Because we're all watching these Daniel Bryan matches, and we know that he's not going to lose because he has to win every time to get the MJF. So, what if they just had him lose one time, just the just to shock you a little bit, and then they brought you back, and Daniel Bryan got like a second opportunity to get into the title match. This match had me think of that 
I, I, I think you guys remember this. During NXT, we were all big Timothy Thatcher guys. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, oh, I, he's, a, he's a super fun, Zack Sabre-esque, um, like, shoot style, what's, what's the uh, catch wrestling, kind of like savant. He's very fun to watch. He's missing a front tooth. <laughs> That's I, the best part. I gotta me. think that this whole thing is just Daniel Bryan being like, "Hey, these are the guys I want to wrestle," right? Yeah, I would think so. But um, like I said last week, to me, this was the week that if you wanted to have somebody try to take the the arm or whatever or hurt somebody, Thatcher's that guy. Roosh coming in next week is interesting just because it's basically you know. Here's another wad of cash, you know, take Brian Danielson out. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that you we're seeing guys that, especially in Timothy Thatcher, that you don't necessarily get a chance to see if you don't watch, you know, non-AEW, non-WWE wrestling. It's good to see Timothy Thatcher get his, uh, his flowers in this scenario. But... Especially now, you know, even if it's a month from now, if AEW Revolutions was a month from now, you still have like two or three weeks of guys getting beat to get Daniel Bryanson from point A to point B. Do I see Daniel Bryanson losing? No, I think we kind of did that. I think Tony Khan doesn't want to try to do anything related to Kofi Mania or, or Daniel Bryanson's run to the top. That's how both guys kind of tripped up. He's not going over. I'm not saying he's he's going over MJF. No, I know. I'm just saying that. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying yes, I agree with you. I'm just saying that it is. It's a long run from point A to point B, and point B it seems very for very very further away, especially when you just see Daniel Bryanson, you know, overcoming the. Odds that you probably shouldn't be overcoming at a certain point this, and still winning. This match was further proof to me that Brian Danielson can have whatever kind of match he needs to have. How'd you make that face? I think we already kind of just, you, you know, we can concede that. I think, mean, Stevie Warner can see that at this point. You know, we were at, we were having an argument about. Is he the best of the world? Is he the greatest wrestler right now? Yes. I, I, I don't say I, it's that. No, I'm not saying it's easily. I'm thinking Kazucha Okada somewhere is out there like, hey, motherfucker, what about me? I don't He's the best wrestler not named Will Ospreay. All right. So Jason says he's the best, or you say he's the best wrestler not named Will Ospreay. What does Will Ospreay add that Dana Bryan does not? Oh, just, I mean, if we're comparing the two. Yeah, if you're comparing the two. Like, you think Will uh, Ospreay, you think Will Ospreay is the best wrestler in the world? I do. But what I do- don't think they're too far apart from each other. But what does Will Ospreay have that Daniel Bryan doesn't? I mean, I know the answer. Uh, I'm not, I, it's not a, it's not a gotcha question. It's like. No, no, no. I, I don't think it like that. Uh, I just don't think they're too far apart. I feel like Will Ospreay is um, that big match wrestler. 
don't know what's funny. Bo brought in his fucking like golf gloves and shit, <laughs> and fucking, I ain't mad at you. I was like, man, give me one of them, motherfuckers. It's the fucking, it's the giggle twins. <laughs> no, Jack, it's giggle twins. My ass. This he is appropriately dressed no, for the occasion. Like, Zach's like, I don't know what's funny. It's like, why would he know what's funny? He's sitting, he's sitting out there. He doesn't know what you guys are laughing at. He thinks you're laughing at him. He's trying to make a point. <laughs> I didn't think you were laughing at me, but it's fine. <laughs> fine, fine, Zach. I'll just I'll I'll cut my mic off and I'll giggle with my uh, Cut both. your fucking mic off. Cut your mic off. All right, go ahead, Zach. Uh, I haven't seen Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson in, you know, I've seen him in some big matches. Uh, the Adam Page sixty man or sixty minute Iron Man comes to mind. But as far as like, I feel like Will Ospreay with the storytelling with the big match feel. Uh, and I feel like a lot of this is, is concurrent. We can say with Brian Nielsen, every match feels special. Every single match they're feels all good. special. And they're all good. Yep. So I, I'm not saying they're too far off at all. Um, it just happens. Maybe Will Ospreay's had better opponents than Brian Nielsen lately. But, I mean, they're they're 1-1-A, one and, one and you could argue which one's 1-1 one or which one's 1-A one for me right now. All right, so that match happens, and in the middle of the match – Thatcher has Danielson. Uh, I guess he's prone. He is in bad shape. MJF comes down. A guy with a hood on comes on, takes MJF down at the bottom of the ramp. It turns out to be Takeshita. So, Jason, I ask you this. Okay. Where the fuck is the Black Bull Combat? <laughs> you know, they still with John Moxley. Um... I guess if this is long-term storytelling, then we'll find this out in a second. But, yes, the fact that Takeshita makes the save and Moxley and Will Yuta and uh, Cardio are all in the building and they don't, that speaks volumes. That is the disconnect that we've been talking about with the Blackpool Combat Club for a hot minute. It's just reinforced there. You can they were still you can, in combat. <laughs> <laughs> you can still do Takeshita MJF without having Takeshita making the save there. Totally agree with you on that. Didn't think of it. Great call. But we do have MJF versus Takeshita next week. What do you think about that, Zach? I think he just died. Sorry about that. I was on mute and uh, I was real impressive with my part. So uh, we had Jake Cargill versus Red Velvet. <laughs> we were all waiting very respectfully. And fuck your thoughts. <laughs> we're moving <Yeah>. on. <laughs> okay, who was next? Uh, Jason, I'm sorry. I was on mute. I was talking with my wife. Sorry. Um, Jade yeah, Cargill versus Red Velvet. Yeah. Mark, and Mark uh, the year? They brought a couple beefers. Mark Adam over the year. 50 and 0. Um, I don't think this was anybody's. No, this you argue with your wife. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Let's say, hey, woman. woman, I'm, I'm recording over here. Can we just so, have a couple of beavers with us? <laughs> <laughs> Zach, did you think it was weird that Jade won in, an, in a. It wasn't clean. She won, and still the announcers just celebrated her afterwards after Red Velvet got the visual pin. Did you think that was weird, Zach? Uh, no, because it's like Jade Carville. 
because it's in cargo. If it was anybody else, I would have. But That's just fair. the way that they treat her, I didn't think anything of it. Agreed. I did wonder what's next. Like, you know, let's get Will and I can go out there and get that title off. Dude, okay, damn. This is my my whole problem with this shit. I get it. You know, we're trying to build Jay Cargill up and not rush her. But, I mean, if Chris Statlander is the fucking end game, she needs to hurry up and get the fuck back and be healthy so we can move the fuck on. It's kind of like it's like the Jay Cargo thing is comedy because for the first 15 wins that she had, I was like, oh, she's a star, she's a star, she's a star. She's a big, she's bright, a shining big star. bright, shining star. And then, like, the next 30 wins, I was like... Oh, that happened on Rampage? Oh, okay. I, I guess cool. that's fine. Okay. <laughs> sure, whatever. And then this one was on Dynamite, and I was like, oh, that'd be fun if somebody took it off her. And now it's like, well, now I just want to see her to go to like 300 no. Like, I hope she never loses. I hope she never loses. Nah, and I hope, I hope I only have to watch like 10 of the matches. Wow. Like just house shows and dino- and fucking wow. darks and elevations or whatever they're called. That's Four- deep. Uh, AEW Four Leaf Clover, you know, <laughs> like just fucking have her win again. I don't have to watch it. That's fine. That's cold. Uh, so next up we have Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, Ruby Soho, Jason Hardy. Nah, I was very unhappy with the uh, the Britt Baker, Jamie Hader. I'm sorry. There's there's dynamic. a champ. And the champ's not being focused on. It's about Britt Baker. And this AEW, WWE-esque outsider angle, I'm just... That'll, uh, that'll Zach, be Cody when he wins the title from Roman. <laughs> right. I, I, I got nothing to say about this. There's nothing to say. It's not very good. It's, I mean, let's just call it for what it is. It's very possible, and I, I hate to admit this as a good card carrying progressive. <laughs> this should be good. Uh, I don't think I I don't think I like women's wrestling. Really? Like I I think there's some stuff that's pretty good, and there's some stuff that's really good. And then most of it is kind of the soft bigotry of low expectations. Like honestly, wow. is that sexist? No, no. I, I want look. A yeah, no, 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 no. I want him to keep it real. Okay, number one. If it, it women's wrestling, some of my is, best friends are women. <laughs> Good thing you didn't say some of your best friends were black, and especially this mm. month. Some of my best friends are black. <laughs> I'll just say this: my I'm, cousin married a black woman. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll just say this: I ain't mad at you for it. I, I enjoy women's wrestling. I enjoy wrestling in, in in particular as a general, you know. I say genre, this is father of a daughter. You know, I'm a father of a daughter, and that well, makes everything I say more like it has it has more weight because I'm a father of a daughter. I don't know if you guys knew this, but if you're a father of a daughter, you could say whatever the fuck you want. Really? That's oh, how yeah. it works. Yeah. Okay, well, shit. I mean, that, that's how you oh, had to say. Oh, Let me Bo's go. a father of a daughter. Zach, you a father of a daughter? Oh, damn. That's Bush, how we... Bush did 9-11. <laughs> that, 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 that... Point proven. <laughs> <laughs> Move forward, Zach. Go, go, right. go. Last up, we have Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen. I will say, though, to your point, 
real quick to your point. There's a I just watched the Bill Burr special, and he does a whole like bit on the WNBA, and it's so perfect. Um, it's very on on your point. Um, He's like, because uh, you guys like you bringing your, you guys like bringing other women down. He's like, yeah, I want to yeah. see him succeed. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, exactly. you're, you're fat. Well, I'm skinnier than you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I, little I, bit, look, look, go ahead. No, I, I I have no context to this, so I have no idea what your jokers are talking about. <laughs> it's funnier, oh, it's funnier it's than that. It's basically like, why is the onus on me to support women's wrestling? Like, really, because none of the women are showing up for it at all. Right. Like, yeah, it's your shit. Like, you should be the one. It's like, like it's, I'm a feminist. Okay, hang on, hang on. I hang support on. women. It's like, the, it's like that I'm chick. I'm a feminist that supports women. There's this chick who but, has a reality show on Discovery. She's 25 years old, but she looks like she's eight, and she wants to find love. But it's like, okay, yeah, the short little chick. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Shayna or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Shana exactly Ray who you're talking about. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. It's but crazy it's like, to look at. And now some... Some some twenty five year old is like marrying her. And what? She's, she's twenty three. What the fuck? She's found dick. What the fuck, man? I'm looks, sitting over here like, you know, she, can I get a little something? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Something? She's, a Dixie cup? But she's got a disease where she looks like she's eight. And the guy's like, the guy gave an interview where he goes, "I'm in love with her. I'm not creepy." It's like, man, if you gotta say you're not creepy, you're, you're probably not- creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said this. I said it this week. If you think you think everybody else is the asshole in the room, you're probably the asshole. <laughs> okay. That's what Raylan Givens says in Justified. He it's goes, the truth. He goes, if you meet so an ass- if you eat an asshole, if you meet an asshole in the morning, you meet an asshole. If you meet assholes all day, you're the asshole. Uh, last up, we had Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. Mm. Zach, <laughs> give me your thoughts. <laughs> this match was super fun. I, I mean, like, Darby came out with a hoodie full of thumbtacks, which is super unique, even if it didn't get used to dramatic effect. Um he no, it did, though. Creativity. Smojo it put did. it over his face and squeezed it. With it. Yeah, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Pretty badass. Uh, I, I thought this match was a great main event. Um, and I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised that they put the title back on Joe. Especially whenever Wardlow came out. 100%. Uh, we're going to get that Ward-Joe, you know, payoff because Wardlow was injured. So, uh, all the other good stuff. I'm 100% with you. Uh, I'm not going to belabor the point. Uh, about Darby Allen, everybody knows where I stand. This match was spectacular. Uh, had like had a lot of drama. It was definitely like brutal. Like even though the tacks were facing outward, when Joe <laughs> put the thing on Darby's face, like it was still like that's the drama you want watching. The visual, yeah, you want the visual, and also Samoa Joe is supposed to be a mean motherfucker. I probably shouldn't be losing a uh, no holds barred match. No, and he and didn't. To, he won. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not saying that he he didn't win. I'm just saying leading into this match as a no holds barred match, as a match that Darby wanted to put the step out that the loser doesn't get a rematch. This is basically it. You know, it's it's, it's no like. A year ago, if we would have said, oh, they're going to have this TNT title, like, who should have it? 
And Samoa Joe wasn't even on AEW television at that point. And now Samoa Joe's got it. Like, that's probably where we should be. Samoa Joe should be holding a belt somewhere on television, at least while he's still young enough to still viably be a, a, at least yeah, in this case. A star. Yeah, no. Uh, me and Tinder Mahal were talking about this earlier today. Muscle, he, he did that muscle buster off the top rope, and I don't, I don't care if it's just Darby Allen. It's a cool finisher. And it's a cool move, and Samoa Joe fucking rules, and Samoa Joe has always fucking ruled ever since I've figured out who he was on TNA. Like, God bless him. I love Samoa Joe. Yeah. No, uh, and Darby Allen was great in that match also. No, it, it, both guys were were great in this match. I, it feels like Darby was being built up for Samoa Joe to take the mat, take the, the title back and then set up this Wardlow uh, Samoa Joe match down the line. I don't have necessarily a problem with this, but once again, this will be the third time that we will have to come back and see if – Certain guys can get heated up. Bill's theory of guys getting heated up is going to be in play in multiple scenarios. This was the scenario that uh, Tinder, Tinder Mahal and I were talking about earlier today when he called me up um, and talking about AEW Dynamite. I I would be very, very interested to see how they played this Wardlow Samoa Joe thing out. Samoa Joe cut uh, Warlow's hair off, and I, I think that was part of the thing that uh, that commentary brought back up when Warlow came out and, and kind of tried to uh, stomp Joe out. Can I make a very simple suggestion? Yes, please. Because I know Tony Khan is listening. You're Just a journalist. He should listen to you. Have Warlow's music start with Warlow, War. So when it hits, people know what it is. Because it's like Dolph Ziggler music at this point. It's like not even Dolph Ziggler mu- mm. music. It's worse because wow. it like has to build. Oh wow! You <laughs> said it's worse. Oh wow! <laughs> at least Dolph Ziggler music like hits right at the beginning. I'm here to show the world. Right. I'm here to show the world. like you know who it is. But like I didn't know who it was when that shit showed up. Totally fair. When Wardlow came out. Totally like, fair. I probably could have, but. I don't know that much. I don't no, know that I, many guys' music these days. I guess. Well, uh, I, I guess that's even know, even with a guy that has a Spotify playlist, Warlow's music isn't on that playlist. Take it forward, just work. You know who's got good music is Bobby Lashley. But um, can we bring the hurt business back together? All right. It's so good. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this match? Match ruled. Um, I can't believe Darby is still alive. And that's pretty typical for Darby, but this match especially. He is uh, psycho, but that, that spot where Joe wasn't set up on the table yet, I was like, and Excalibur goes, oh, Joe's pissed off now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Like, you could see the blood dripping from his head, and I was like, ah, that's really thick blood. Like, he's really bleeding. And I thought that Joe really was pissed off, but that's probably just how good these guys are. These guys probably went backstage and had some roast beef sandwiches together and fucking <laughs> hugged and shit. And Hug like, it out, motherfuckers. Hug it out. 
We good? Yeah, we good. Wardlow came out. uh, I guess the rivalry between Wardlow and security guards persists. (laughs) These motherfuckers are like, you know what? Wardlow's out there. Man, you can handle your business, man. I ain't going out there. Fuck that. He looked great with short hair, though. Wardlow is... He, he's a badass-looking motherfucker. Uh, any other thoughts on AEW before we get to the big predictions? No, I, I, I the two things I, I wanted to take away from it, number one, um, that Wardlow coming back is going to be another litmus test to how fast we can hit heat somebody up if we can do it. And number two, the women's division is the uh, – uh, just a quagmire of just Britt Baker and everybody else. Do you think there's any doubt that Wardlow takes the TNT title off of Joe? Do you think there's any doubt? There is doubt. Joe Joe is as hot as and as anybody is right now. As even if the ROH TV championship isn't really being defended, people love Samoa Joe. And when he comes out, they gravitate to him. They chant his fucking name. Joe's going to kill you. Zach, the whole what, do you think? what do you think? Do you think uh, Wardlow takes the belt off of Joe? The TNT belt? No, no, no. You asked me if there's a if there's a question. Is there a thought that he can do it? Yes. There's a thought. Listen, I'm the Here's the thing. You would want, ideally, you would want Wardlow as a challenger in MJF. I don't know how you get there if he loses to Mojo. Well, I think that Wardlow versus MJF for the belt, I think they're tucking that away in their pocket. You should. That's not my philosophy if I was booking it. But, yeah, that's that's a philosophy. They should definitely. Don't give it away. You know, that that's going to be a one of the last matches of MJF's run. Somehow, some way, if I was having the pencil, somehow, some way, MJF beats all these other guys. Wardlow comes up, he beats Wardlow, and then the next guy beats MJF. All right, word. Uh, let's get to that three count. One, what the fuck is we were doing? Three, get your dog. The dog? Get your dog. She's fine. <laughs> you know I'm fucking with you. You know I love some Reeves. Uh, so. Fancy. Oh, Jesus. You... No, I played the wrong one. But we, do, we, do, we do have some, some predictions. Okay, so we have the NXT Vengeance predictions. So I'm not even going to write these ones down because I don't care. So. But yet we're doing them anyway. Have you? When's the last time we watched NXT? Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Zach, when's the last time you watched NXT? Um, <laughs> it's been within the last couple of weeks, but I don't know which week I watched. All right, so I'm, I'm going to start off with the big. <laughs> I'm going to start off with the biggest one, which is the one that everybody knows. Okay. Okay. This should be good. So it's Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Fallon Henry and Kiana James with Josh Briggs, Briggs and uh, Brooks Jen. Jesus fucking got? Christ! And you, and you dare, 
talk to me about anything I watch. I can name any of these jokers. If they came up and punched me in the face, and you're like, okay, who punched you in the face? <laughs> I am a wrestling fan. God damn it. I don't watch NXT. This is Jesus. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it simple. I'm just gonna keep it simple. Yeah, right. Gotcha bitch my ass. Man, this is <laughs> the funny part about this. <laughs> the funny part about this is is that you know we were in the Shock City studio days and I was you know trumping 205 around and Bill was like oh you watch that shit oh you watch that shit yeah I watched that shit that was at least interesting I have no fucking clue who any of these jokers are that being said i will take the champs just because they're the champs it's easier for the champs to retain than the challengers to win i don't give a rat's ass who wins this joker sorry not sorry who the champs again or oh, katana and uh casey can kind of zero yeah i'll take them Take every L possible, dude. Uh, what do you got, Zach? <laughs> this should be good. Um, actually, I mean, I have the champs too, um, but I do enjoy that show. I'm not saying I watch it every week, but it is way He's better than it was when I first debuted. It's a fine wrestling show to turn on whenever you're working from home. And that's, you, uh, that's, a purist. That's, a, that's a purist. That's the type of guy I like to associate myself with. Like, he just likes wrestling. <laughs> All right, but and plug, unplug my shit. I'm going to dip. Since you talking that bullshit, this shit's going. <laughs> you over talking that. Exactly. Here you take it. <laughs> oh, I got the champs. Yeah, Casey. Or, uh, yeah, of course. Casey I got the champs, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. One, two, what the fuck are you three. pushing? <laughs> All right, next up we have Roxanne Perez, <laughs> who is the current champion, versus Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane, who are the remaining members of Toxic Attraction. But it is a triple threat, so they can work together. I'm going to take Roxanne Perez here. Who you got, Jason? Oh, well, we ain't going three, three to one, so that makes me more, you know, thought process about I'm how. I'm not writing it down. Exactly. Just, hey. Exactly. This should, Mandy Rose should have been in the fucking Royal Rumble instead of just worried about who's getting paid or whatever the fuck she's oh, doing. I bet you would have liked it more if she would have been in the Royal Rumble. She should have been. been like, she oh, should have been. She should have been. She should have been. It's not going to make it any better. Better, oh, but God damn it! Would it still be a C minus? It should have been the fact that she should have been in the Royal Rumble for the fact that you just groomed her up. You should have kicked her to cup. You should have kicked her a cup. You should have kicked her a cup. Nobody groomed her. You should Nobody have groomed her. You should have kicked her to the curb two well, years ago, <laughs> and you didn't. Say it again, Zach. Except velvety. Okay. Now, all that being said, that was a chance to have Manny Rose in the Royal Rumble, okay. and you decided to take a little money that she was getting in her pocket versus the big money so, profit. So, who are you taking? 
I don't give a Roxanne Perez. Okay, okay, good, okay. Good there pick. you go. You got that. Yeah, good pick. My ass. You didn't even know who Roxanne Perez was. She dropped in your lap in NXT. Don't give me that bullshit. Dropped in my lap in NXT. Yeah, yeah. Dropped Ooh. in your lap in NXT. Did you watch her in that uh, ROH? No, you did not. No, no you did not. Okay, so know your role. I was Shut your mouth. Sex. Okay. Yeah. But, mm, never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna just yep. <laughs> We're gonna stop right there. All right, bro. Give myself trouble. All right, who's next? Uh, we got uh, Apollo Cruz versus Carmelo Hayes. That's a two out of three match. Two out of three match. Carmelo Hayes versus Apollo Cruz. Who you got, Jason? Black on black crime in February. That's just a goddamn shame. Work, um, work yourself and do a shoot. <laughs> no, nah, all right, good. As far as I'm concerned. That's a whole totally different discussion. Um, I guess Apollo Cruz is going to stay. You know, Carmelo Hayes is another guy that should have been on the Royal Rumble map, and we didn't do that. Um, I, I guess two out of three falls, it should be Apollo. Let's go with Apollo Cruz. Who you got, Zach? Give me Carmelo Hayes, and Apollo goes back to the main roster. I'm going Carmelo Hayes also. Carmelo Hayes uh, fucking rules. And he stays in NXT. There's a why. We got Wesley, who is a North American champion, versus Dijak. I'll go first here. Uh, Wesley, the last couple of NXTs I've watched, has gotten more and more annoying. He is, it seems like he is just taking a page out of Xavier Woods' Book, which is just being a little oh wow obnoxious bitch. So I I'm gonna take Dijak because Dijak probably needs to. Have what do you, do yeah, you the front of his show or Jade or something. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Said did he film himself having sex with Corey Jade or something? That way he got he's annoying to you. Yeah, it was uh it was Wes- Xavier Woods. It was Wesley Adam Pierce and Cora Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Pierce is obviously holding this shit. I mean, come on, man. I mean, he's holding the camera with the boner. Just, just right, just right on Wesley's ball. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, this is your virtual VR that we were talking about before the pod started. Um, I get. I, I'm assuming that. No, I'm just gonna keep it with the champs. It's champs across the board until the the very end. Wesley should be the champ. Uh, you know, I know D- okay. Dijak is friend of me this show, but I'm going Wesley. Love Dijak. Uh, so we he have do. a like he knows you. We have a, oh, he thinks about me a lot <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so we have a fatal four way tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Champion, and this match is going to be good. This is the New Day versus Gallus versus Pretty Deadly versus Chase University. Four-way for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I am going to take Pretty Deadly. I got New Day. I'm going to go chase you. Man, Look at you. Andre just Ch- keeping it just keeping it all variety. Look at you. Andre Chase. Hey, Andre hang Chase on, hang on, really hang good. on. Two beer. Who's who? Who are the Chase you guys that are going to be in this match? Well, there's there's Chase and there's you. <laughs> <laughs> he was half right. He got the first one. You got the first one right. <laughs> All right, and then the uh, finale is are uh, the main event. 
is a steel cage match for the NXT Championship between Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller. Now, this is a match I want to see. I'm a Braun Breaker guy. I'm a Grayson Waller guy. They both fucking rule. I am going to take, and I say this every, every week. Time, <laughs> I'm taking Braun Breaker until he loses. <laughs> taking Braun Breaker until he loses. Uh, Braun Breaker. Um, as a really fun wrestler. No, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think he's he's going to be one of the guys that's going to take WWE forward past the Roman Reigns era. Whenever that Roman Reigns era ends, five ten years from now, Braun Breaker is going to pick up that mantle and take it and run with it. That being said, now can we are we confident in the fact that he can come to the main roster? Now, I'm going to say no. As much as I think he's main roster ready. The main roster's still in flux, especially coming into Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. They're, they're both main roster ready. I'm a big Grayson Waller guy. I'm not I'm not disagreeing yeah, with that both, either. They I'm, can both go up. No, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that either. I'm just saying Braun's probably the first guy to go. Grayson's gonna be like, you know, subsequently thereafter. Doesn't matter. I think Braun Breaker should retain because the main roster is such in flux. You can do that. Have Grayson Waller win it at some point or somebody else. It doesn't matter. Braun Breaker is a guy that you don't want to fuck up. You're taking Braun Breaker. Yes. Zach, who you taking? I mean, the way you put it, uh, just historically, it just makes sense. Like, it just it seems like it's such a smart way to do it. Just pick Braun Breaker until he loses. And this is not, even though Grayson Waller is great and he's ready, this is not the, the time, I don't think, just. Keep on keeping on. Actually, actually, I think it kind of is, but I'd be cool with it either way. If, I, I have no problem with Grayson Waller. If you wanted to do it, I think you should have done it before the Rumble. Now that you didn't, I think you keep it with Braun Breaker and then kind of figure out how you get Grayson Waller the championship after that. I there, mean, there are champs that I hate, and I don't hate Braun Breaker as. The NXT champ or Grayson Waller taking it away from him. I think either one would be fine. Fine. Agreed. And then if the other one wins, if you jump the other one up to the main roster after WrestleMania or something, like as like a, a Raw or SmackDown surprise or something, I'd be completely fine with it. If you were going to do it, we just missed that window. But it's not. It it can't say it can't happen. I mean, after WrestleMania, all is, kinds the, of crazy shit happens. The thing is, they'll, they'll probably put. Grayson Waller and the Miz together or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it'll be so fucking annoying. Just have uh, Braun Breaker follow in the footsteps of Baron Corbin and win the illustrious Andre the Giant. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on, man. Come on, man. Everybody has Braun Breaker? Yes. Hey, everybody. That's going to do it for our three count. Jesus Christ. You said. Damn. Got eliminated in eight seconds. We got some birthdays this week. Teddy Hart, 43. <laughs> Have you guys watched the Teddy Hart documentary? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm just, you know, Teddy's Teddy. You know, he was good for announcing somebody to get crushed by the Undertaker or a ma- announcing a tag team match. I'm telling you what. If Teddy came over to your house, you'd be like, do I have to call the cops anytime soon? Uh, why would I let Teddy Hart in my fucking, oh, I'm telling you. Brian Cage is 39. 
uh, Isla Dawn is 29. Haku. <laughs> Fox all of us up. <laughs> Me and Bo had one of our Black History Month AKAs was okay, uh, okay, okay. All right, I don't want to know. I don't know. Keep moving. Hey, keep we moving. Didn't, we didn't no. do our Black History Month. Are we doing it next week? Because we've gone long. Oh, let's. Yeah, we've gone long. But I did want to say, uh, Martin Hakuther King <laughs> Jr. <laughs> oh my God! Jesus Christ! Holy fucking shit! All right, no, we can do it right now. Zach, who's your favorite black wrestler of all time? Um. Mm. All time stuff, but uh, up there with one of me is just mine. It's uh, Abdul the Butcher, Brian Savage. Uh, that dude scared the shit out of me just from wrestling magazines when I was a kid. I didn't even get a chance to watch him wrestle. I just saw him in the magazines. They have a fork to these guys' like heads, and it was like bleeding. I'm like, Jesus Christ! They scared the <laughs> shit out of me. So every time you look up, a dude was bleeding. <laughs> and now, now I got older and I got to watch him, and he's awesome. So. It, and uh, you said Abdul the Butcher. Yep. Who you got? I got Ron, Ron Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say he's for the state. It, he's the first w, w, WCW champion. I mean, to me, this is a if there's somebody that you're going to do for a a first slam dunk, this is a slam dunk. It's Ron Simmons, hands down. Uh, one of my favorite moments, one of my top five favorite moments ever watching wrestling live is when I watched. Mark Henry come out in that all pink suit <laughs> and, and, and give his entire retirement speech. Oh, he, he was done. And John Cena called him out, and he did his entire retirement speech, and, like, he sold it so well Got him. that I was, like, I was, like, teary. I was yeah. like, God damn, this guy really did it. And Sexual chocolate. I'm starting to think about he, every, everything he did. And then he hugged John Cena and did the world's strongest slam on him. And, he, and then he stood up and he goes, he goes, you think I'll play with you? I got plenty left in the tank. And I marked out as hard as you could ever mark out. So because. Like that I, led into the be, summer, uh, the Royal Rumble well, that we had here. Because that's one of my favorite moments watching wrestling of all time. I'm going to give Mark Henry my Black History Month. Stamp. No, that's what I say. We got, right now. Yeah, we we got three weeks. I mean, we got it's three not, weeks. Yeah. Oh, it's, and, it's and not me like and Vice, me and Vice have some AKAs that are just blow you guys. Don't away. just just put that in your pocket. <laughs> There's a couple easy ones. A couple ones you guys can probably figure out. No, no, no. I don't want to know just yet. Tweet me if you think you can figure it out. Okay, that that's what's up. You know, BFR Bill, BFR. Uh, JCB, all lowercase letters with BFR Zach, and then BFR Pod on Twitter. D Jenner Malcolm X. That's fucking <laughs> Comedy Central. <laughs> Teddy Hart's 43. I'm texting you guys one right now. <laughs> Brian Cage is 39. Isla Dawn is 29. Haku is 64. That's what got me on this. Marty Jannetty right. is 63. Carrie Von Eric would have been 63. RIP. RIP. Chris Saban, uh, total badass. Only total 40, badass. Only 41. Damian Priest. Oh, Jesus. Another badass. Uh, Judgment Day had a cool little 
uh, they had a, in, in no, the, they had the a little moment where where they were throwing guys out, but Damian Priest, aka Punishment Martinez, is forty one. Madison nice Rain is thirty six. Connor, I feel like his birthday is every two months on here. <laughs> there's Connor and Victor. Uh, Connor is forty three. Hikaleu. How old do you think Hikaleo is? Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to throw 32. Zach, what do you think? Hikaleo? Yeah. How old do you think he is? 25. Jason nailed it. He's 32. Uh, Big Show is <laughs> uh, Big Show is 21 years older. He's 50. No. Well, on Don't 19, do the math. 19 years older. He's 51. Classy Freddie Blassie would have been 105. Jim Neidhart. <laughs> Jim Neidhart would have been 66. And sensational Sherry. One of, another RIP and one of the the best women's man, would've managers. Would have been 65. Yeah. Hey everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to. So we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. True story, bitch. For advice, for Tender Mahal, Jack, for Grandel Wrestling, Jack, for Murray the Murder Man, for, Jack, for Patriot Pat, Jack, for. Uh, who am I forgetting? No, Tender, we're good. Tender Mahal? No, just good, good. check. Just, Mahal? Just, just throw it out there. Just make sure to check. Did I say it? I don't think you did. Hey, Black Lives Matter is Black History Month. Your weed dealer matters. Yes, sir. Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. Never, ever forget to boo the heel. Boo, bitch. Just say, 